Look at that horrible, hideous face. He's holding that urn. And look, he's not alone. this at all. This is a bad, bad omen. Look at this, JR. This, this whole arena is filling up with some kind of smoke or fog or something. A very surreal environment that we are all experiencing here in the garden. Alright, Creatures of the Night, welcome to episode 100 of Talking Taker, our encyclopedic exploration digging up the career of the greatest professional wrestling character of all time. My name is Alex Dorio, and I cannot believe you are joining us for episode 100 of our look at The Undertaker's career, Dead Man talking, digging up the dead man. Unbelievable, Unbelievable. Folks. <laughs> Can't insane. believe we made it this far. And we're live. We're live on Instagram. We're live on Facebook. We're live on the air. We're live in person here. My name is Alex It's Doyle. all the way live. All the way In all ways, live. we're live right now. <laughs> you couldn't get in more live than we are. Except for next Friday when you hear this. Right, right. <laughs> if we could put a podcast out live, we would do it. Yes. If there was a way to do it. But anyway... On tape delay, but live and in person. My name is Alex Dorio, and I am joined, as always, by my tag team partner, my wrestling buddy, my fellow creature of the night, my traveling partner, my co-pilot on this podcast adventure, Mr. Travis White. Travis, we are talking about WrestleMania 20, where it all begins again. Can you believe it? I can't believe we made it this far. And you know what? This is where the podcast all begins again, because we've had Chapter 1... The Dead Man, Gone and Buried. Uh, chapter 2, the uh, American BA, Gone and Buried. Chapter 3 is waking up right now. So here we go. It all begins again. It's What's old is new again. And so we're going to get that show on the road at WrestleMania 20 here and our build. Of course, WrestleMania 20 is what we're talking about here. The Undertaker, the true, well, I don't want to say true, but the, the Dead Man Undertaker returning to face Kane is returning to this character for the first time in four years and it's a very important pay-per-view in the legacy of the undertaker it's a very important pay-per-view for us in our podcast because this is episode 100 and it's an important pay-per-view for us as fans and in our friendship since we were there we made an incredible journey to new york city to madison square garden <laughs> as high school seniors from augusta georgia traveled across country all the way up to New York City 
it's a wild, weird, fun story. And uh, from episode one, we've been looking forward to retelling it. Oh, yes. I've been looking forward to this episode probably more than any other one. Except for getting number one under our belt. But other than that, we're looking forward to this <laughs> to get to tell you guys about how we made it there. I was 17. You were 18. Yep. That's, uh, we'll get to that story uh, in a few minutes once we get through all the building stuff. But yeah, thanks for joining us. Those of you who've been joining us for all 100 episodes, God bless you. <laughs> Absolutely, man. It's so cool. When we started this podcast, we didn't know what we were doing. And uh, we still don't know what we're doing, <laughs> but uh, we've been doing it for almost two years now. Yeah. I guess we're about a month away from the two-year mark, so that'll be a special one as well. Mm-hmm. But episode 100, that's obviously an important one, and to have it fall and land on this perfect show, man, I couldn't ask for anything better. So let's Yeah, and to get to be live together doing it, too. Exactly. We had to, man. We're in my old bedroom. Uh, not childhood, but I, I was here my senior year of high yeah. school, yeah, and a few years after that in college. So my old bedroom at my parents' house here in Augusta. You lived in this bedroom when we went to Saul's pay-per-view. Well, I yeah, did, was- yeah. And I'm, we've watched some wrestling in this in this room at some point in our lives, I'm sure. So uh, we watched a lot more in my old bedroom. Used to spend the yeah. night over there. So, <laughs> uh, but anyway, it's still fitting. It's still perfect. So let's go ahead and get things rolling, man. You've got the hearse on your T-shirt right yeah. now. So <laughs> let's take the time travel and hearse. We got to get back into the motorcycles out of commission. Yeah, uh, it's in the shop. Broke down. Who knows? Maybe, who, maybe we'll roll it out one day in the future. Undertaker's not done, so there's no telling. Never say never. Uh, but we're gonna take it all the way back to November of 2003. We obviously left off with Survivor Series 2003 and the Undertaker being buried alive, crushed under 90 yards of dirt, according to <laughs> Taz. By his brother Kane. <laughs> and Kane giggling on his grave and tracing it, playing in the dirt like a child. Uh, and that's going to lead us to the SmackDown After Survivor Series, November 20th, 2003, SmackDown episode 222. And a very significant couple of events on this episode of SmackDown we got to talk about here, Travis. So I'll let you hop in the driver's seat. All right. <clears throat> well, Vince comes out coughing up a gaggle of maggots. No, I'm just kidding. He does not. But, uh,. <laughs> Anyway, Vince come, opens the show. He's got an all-time heel promo. He's coming out in his cast on his foot. You know, we're taking crushed it. He's got crutches. Bandages on his head. He's got one on the right side of his head, and the one on the left side, he's this huge gash. Yeah. They didn't cover it up at all. <laughs> but so but he looks like a mess. It's oh, because yeah. he got the crap beat out yeah. of him the night before, and he's selling it huge yeah. like he should. I mean, it's He looks it's exactly perfect. like he should, yeah. <laughs> And uh, he hobbles down to the ring with his favorite blonde juggy of the of the juggy of the month, uh, Sable. And um, like I say, he looks awful. He's moaning and groaning about his injuries, and the crowd is just all over him, booing him out of the building. He's like, "Did you people see what he did to me?" You know, of course, it's everybody else's fault but his. You know, everything <laughs> is everyone else's fault. But the crowd loves it. They're just all over him. They're you know, if they had a yes chant back then, they'd have been yes, yes, yes. You know, all over it. But um. Vince says he bled so much he had to have a, a transfusion. <laughs> did you people see what he did to me? He pummeled me. He, he kept striking me in the head. I, I was bleeding from, from my head, from my nose, from my ears. I bled so much for the first time in my life. I had to have a transfusion. I'm here. Yeah. Huh? 
tried to break my legs. He took my legs and wrapped them around the ring post. He tried to break my legs. And then he, he split my legs. And he yanked on them. And he, and he drove my pelvis into that steel pole. He practically pulverized my privates. And if it hadn't been for a little therapeutic massage, I, I don't think I'd be standing before you tonight. <laughs> he said it's the first time in his life he's yeah. ever had a transfusion. <laughs> yeah. Which I guess. Uh, I mean, uh, yeah. I've never so. had one, so. No, me neither. So he basically recaps the beating he got and um, selling it really well, you know, like um, <clears throat> just like he did during the match. Very, very good job selling it. But then. He goes on gloating about how he got the win and outsmarted The Undertaker. Um, and uh, he says that a, ha- a higher power sent an avenging angel in the form of The Undertaker's brother, Kane, to help him win at the pay-per-view. So in lieu of that, he invited Kane to SmackDown to deliver a eulogy for The Undertaker, for his brother. So again, totally meaningless uh, brand split stuff way back in the day. So. But At he's least invited. he's explaining. Oh yeah, it does he make sense. He invited him. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, it does make sense. But still, um, I guess he's a wild card. So right. <laughs> but uh, Vince is um, overjoyed because he says Taker's corpse is rotting and he's being tormented in hell as we speak by the devil himself. So a little intense there, but that's how Vince is, and he feels more powerful than ever because of his win. He feels untouchable, which brings out. John Cena, who cuts a freestyle, it's lewd and crude and unacceptable in 2019, but it's <laughs> great. Usual. Yeah, but it's great. But dude, I, <clears throat> this promo from Vince, it's like it's an all timer for yeah. me. He's on fire as a heel. He's the the definition of what a heel should be. Like mm-hmm. I've been reading people online talking about Baron Corbin, how he's the best heel in the business right now, and I, he's the only heel. If you think fight. that's true. <laughs> then you need to go back and watch this promo right. with Vince just selling this beating, putting Undertaker over so much, being so hateable. The crowd yeah. is all over him. Uh, Barry Corbin doesn't get anything like this no. level of heat. Nobody does no. anymore these days. Nobody is just willing to be this type of heel, this chicken crap yeah. heel. So, but but he's he, he puts over Undertaker so much, but then yeah. he gets to gloat too because he did weasel his way out with the victory and the crowd hates him so much for it and it's uh i mean it, it i it was very like i mentioned last week very memphis ian oh yeah uh it felt like andy kaufman to me uh in a lot a, of ways man it does feel like andy kaufman <laughs> i didn't think about that it really does but yeah putting over your face opponent in the midst of you getting the win at the last second hey, it's great it's perfect stuff that's know? how you be a heel man. And like i said that, last that week vince is the best heel there's ever been so um well, later on, Kane comes out. He's on loan from Raw, and he comes to SmackDown for one night to give this eulogy. And again, as you mentioned last week, he's different now. He's got uh, the worst haircut on the planet. Um, I don't know why he shaved it halfway up, all the way bald, but that, the rest of the I feel sorry for the guy. He had to walk around every other day of the week with that haircut. I feel sorry for his wife. She would be out in public with it. He did nice. it for years. Too. I know. And that is in Merritt Knox County. But um, anyway, he comes out with this terrible haircut, and, and the, you know the, they've really gone over and above for this uh, eulogy. There's a black velvet cover on the mat, a podium with a microphone, and a picture of Taker with a wreath of flowers around it, which reminded me of the old black, uh, you know, wreath back in the days. Yeah. Of the uh, um, what are they called the Druids. The or Druids. Whatever, you know? 
Yeah. And I just appreciate that Kane is giving a eulogy in tights, <laughs> elbow pads, gloves, and, and no shirt. Yeah. He came out in his wrestling gear yeah. to give this eulogy. He did, didn't wear a suit. Didn't dress up for no, them. Didn't wear a tie or anything. That's well, how he wasn't corporate Kane yet. No. But we saw him, remember back in the day where he used to have his track suits on? He yeah, has he casual oh, clothes. Yeah. He could have worn that. <laughs> But he wore his gear, which is fitting. Could have called his windbreaker. Yeah. So if, when I die, I hope you give my eulogy. I will. I'll be shirtless and in tights, <laughs> okay. with one glove on, and blue contact in my right eye. So, well, he is over the top in his um, delivery here, but he's talking about coming here. I came here tonight to give a eulogy for my brother, the man I buried alive at Survivor Series. But he says I can't do that. The truth is, he's been dead for a long time. And uh, he's yelling these things in the microphone. I'm not going to do it here because it's be way too loud. The truth is, the man that we knew as The Undertaker has been dead for a long time. My brother and I used to share a common bond. We were monsters. We lived to strike fear into the hearts of normal men. That was who we were. But my brother, the Undertaker, committed the most unpardonable of all sins. He betrayed himself. He became one of you. But he's yelling these things, and uh, it says that you know they used to share a bond, and uh, that they lived to strike fear in people. But Taker has gone on and betrayed himself, and became one of you. You know, and he's talking about the crowd. It's just the easiest way to get heat. But um, anyway, he says his brother committed an unpardonable sin and became one of the people, and he showed compassion and weakness. And then Kane goes on to say that this man was not a monster. Uh, my brother was nothing but a fraud. And it uh, says that he enjoyed burying Taker. And I'll say, dude, the crowd was oddly quiet during this. Well, it's a funeral. <laughs> it it's is. a eulogy. Okay, they're being respectful. They're being respectful. I'm sorry. Yeah, absolutely. I thought they were just absolutely. not caring, but they were being respectful. My apologies. But then he goes on and, of course, to get some heel heat, you insult the fans and say that you're never going to see Taker again. And he's he was dead and buried long before Survivor Series. No one's going to see his pathetic carcass again. Finally, my brother, rest in Peace. And then he laughs like an absolute maniac after that. So, And that's kind of going to be the end of it here yeah. for a while, at least. So that this is the night, or the, or the SmackDown after Survivor Series, so just a couple days afterward. And in modern times, we would see something, you know, Undertaker would probably come back within the next couple weeks. But he's actually, I mean, we're not going to see Undertaker again until WrestleMania. Right. It's incredible patience and and planning ahead of time for them and uh being willing to actually keep him off tv for that long and they're gonna kind of drop this feud for a little bit it's gonna seem like the end of it like oh maybe maybe taker's really gone maybe he's really done uh they do a great job of kane's gonna kind of get pushed to the main event of raw he's gonna fight is he the main event of armageddon triple h and goldberg Goldberg. triple threat in there and kind of be doing you know, continuing getting pushed as a monster but they don't hype up this rivalry with yeah. Undertaker every week to the point that you kind of forget about what's going on here so uh, let's talk about Royal Rumble real quick and then you can come back and yeah. talk about this other stuff because the next time we hear anything about Undertaker is 
Royal Rumble 2004, January 25th, 2004, from Philly, PA, uh, the Wachovia Center, which, talk about Sign of the Times, that does not <laughs> yeah, exist no more Wachovia. <laughs> they no longer watch over your money. Uh, but Kane comes out at number 12 in this Royal Rumble, one of the best Rumbles of all time. Uh, yeah. Unfortunately, Chris Benoit wins it, but yeah. it is one of his best performances, without yeah, a doubt. In the ring is Booker T, Matt Morgan, Benoit, Rhino, Matt Hardy, and Randy Orton. And just, man, I love that. I love Three of those guys are still around. <laughs> yeah. Sign of the times. So, yeah. Uh, Kane comes in at number 12. They're, they're putting him over his record yeah. that he set a few years ago. I think he eliminates somebody uh, in there. It might have been Matt Hardy, maybe. I don't remember. But uh, the number 13th entrant hits. The buzzer goes off. And the buzzer oh, goes off. It dawned on me that it was number 13. Yeah, Dang. even better. <laughs> even better. Shoot. After the buzzer goes off, so does the bong of the Undertaker. Who's next? Who's next? The man that buried his own brother. The... What the hell? Holes a couple of times, and the roof blows off oh, yeah. the arena. Man, the crowd is not expecting it, and it's so crazy. And Kane freaks out. He sells yeah. it perfectly. <laughs> He's screaming, "No, oh, I buried you alive! I buried you alive!" He can't believe it, which is enough of a distraction for Booker sure. T to roll up and toss Kane out of the rumble. And it's perfect. They don't play Taker's music. They right. just play that bell tolling a couple times, and that's enough. That's all. It's very simple and subtle here. Um, and unfortunately, uh, Spike Dudley is going to come in and take Undertaker's spot here, I guess. If Undertaker was supposed to come in, I don't know what the legalities of it is or if Spike was doing it as a tease. Because <laughs> the, the announcers, don't, they don't know. They don't know what's going on. And Spike Dudley enters in place of the Undertaker, and then Kane choke slams him on the ramp for his troubles, absolutely murdering him. Yeah, <laughs> always there for a good bump. That's well, what he's there Spike for. Dudley. That's what he exists for. But it was obviously they, they teased it a little bit of Survivor Series, and then another tease here at Royal Rumble. So you're kind of picturing in your head. Uh, I think we got a WrestleMania yeah. match, and it's the first tease of that Dead Man character in four years yes. and it was what everybody was craving was dying for back then as far as we're concerned yeah. but maybe <clears throat> the man himself maybe the undertaker perhaps was not dying for it quite as much as everyone else is uh, according to some interviews and research that we found yeah so you know we both listen to something to wrestle podcast with Bruce Pritchard as much as we can. And this, I took a um, little transcription here from a conversation he had with Conrad talking about this. And this transcription is taken from wrestling Inc. Cause I didn't want to go back and type it all up <laughs> anyway, to be honest with you. But Pritchard talks about the conversations that went on between WWE and Undertaker at this time. He says, you know, he says, he says, Mark Calloway hated the idea. According to Pritchard he says he hated the idea and says that he didn't want to return to it. He hated coming back to it because he thought the American BA was just so multi-dimensional. He could work a different style of match. Uh, if he came back as a dead man, everyone would want that old dead man persona. And so Pritchard goes on to say that, he said, look, let's give him a shot at WrestleMania 20. Let's give him the old dead man. And then you can evolve your ring work, like go back to the American BA. But, you know, you're still the Undertaker. And he says it, Pritchard says it was a battle. It was a multi-month battle. That they, uh, you know, they weren't sure if they're going to get the dead man back or not. But um, 
you know, giving it one shot. I, I'm going to call a little bit BS on that. I don't think he's going to be out for four months and grow his hair out and then say, let's give it one shot. Right. But according to Pritchard, he's like, you know, just do one night and then we'll go from there. And, um, but he says it was a constant dialogue the whole time Taker was off. And uh, he said, grow your hair out. And if it, if it craps the bed like Vince did last week on our episode, he <laughs> says, you know, we can just go back to it. And, uh, and finally, he said Taker gave, or Mark Calloway gave in and the rest is history. So, um some of that's probably true. <laughs> exactly. That's, yeah. that's how I feel with most of Pritchard's stories. <laughs> yeah. Some of it's true. Maybe the timeline. Right. He kind of seems, which it's understandable. This stuff sure. was... It's been almost 20 years. Yeah, yeah, and he's got so many different things going on in his brain. and So I, I, I'm sure some of it's jumbled up, but there's probably some truth. And I'm sure he was resistant to that. Right. I, we, we saw it. He's having so much fun being mm-hmm. the, the big evil Biotaker yeah. character. is getting to be himself and... I guess the roll in there in his in his street clothes yes. half the time and you know gets to be more flexible in the ring and gets to try out new things so I could see the resistance to that um, but it's what that's what we all wanted we everybody wanted the dead yeah. man yeah oh yeah back. We all did. I mean we were nostalgic for it and that's the brilliance of the biker taker run is it we said this a little bit last week it it made the next fifteen years exactly. of his career possible because if he'd have just stayed the dead man forever would we still be talking about him right. in 2019 no, probably so. not no he wouldn't have that icon but to to go away for a while to make everybody want it and crave it again and, and to build up that nostalgia for it and that desire for it it extended his run and, and it and it solidified him yep. as the phenom as that icon so yep. uh, i know i'm thankful that he did it and then decided to go back to it, and uh, uh, like you say, it's gonna be it's gonna be sort of a hybrid here, sure. especially at first. And uh, we'll talk about it when we get there. But his outfit is really it's not that different no, when he really first not. comes out. Yeah. It's not like the full dead man got a hat on. experience. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty much it's it. Just biker taker with a hat. Dyed his hair, grew it out <laughs> a little bit, uh, but. Uh. We're not going to know that here for a few right. minutes as we continue to see teases. Uh, the buildup here is not quite like uh, a lot of the other buildup we cover, but well, let's go through all these teases that we get over the next two months of television. Yeah, so on Raw 557, this is the Raw, the night after uh, Raw Rumble. So remember we said, Alex said that uh, he, he being Kane, chokeslammed Spike Dudley on the ramp um, because he thinks Spike had something to do with the gong or whatever. So... On this Raw episode 557 on January 26, 04, Bubba Ray takes on Kane to avenge his little brother Spike. Well, Kane brings chairs into the ring, I mean the stairs into the ring, excuse me, and hits Bubba with him when getting into DQ. And Devon runs down and gets a tombstone. And uh, Kane's going to do the pyro from the corners, like, you know, raise his arms and, and, and let him go down and bring the pyro up. And when he does that, instead, the gong hits and the lights go out. And the Titantron shows these creepy little girls from the Judgment Day video. Yeah. Remember back in 04? Yep. Remind me of The Shining or whatever. Those We got some like splices of snakes. We got a grave. We got uh, the Game of Thrones throne. No, it's, just, it's <laughs> the one from Judgment Day. Uh, we got uh, pictures of Kane even like flashing up there. And it's very it's very Bray Wyatt-esque. It's not quite on the ring. Like at the WrestleMania. No. Was that Orlando? Uh, yeah. They had the stuff on the ring. It was stupid. But uh, it is very Bray Wyatt-esque, you know, spliced in with uh, buried alive footage and everything. And we got Taker's signature purple glow on the ring, though. So the purple lights are back. Um, Kane is freaking out, and he's just panicking, and he leaves very flustered and walks away. So He can't believe it, man. He, no. he buried this guy. He's supposed to be dead. He's supposed to be gone. But 
And he's going to continue to have visions next week on February 2nd on Groundhog Day. And so it's going to keep <laughs> happening. Yeah. This, this is a Groundhog Day sort of build here. But uh, Trish Stratus, <laughs> <laughs> Groundhog Kane. Uh, <laughs> Donnie Kane. <laughs> Trish Stratus, uh, she's getting ready to face Molly Holly for the women's title, but... Eric Bischoff interrupts before the match can start and says that Trish, she's not, she hasn't earned the number one contendership yet, so he can't quite give her that match. So instead, she's going to get a match against Kane. <laughs> I was like, what? It's terrible. Man, are they anywhere in the country? Women's revolution. Kane's about to choke slam Trish, but Jericho makes the save. And it uh, doesn't really have to do with anything, but it just transitions into right. the match that's supposed to be happening, which is Kane versus Goldberg. Uh, that's for, more like it. Yeah, it's more <laughs> like it. Uh, <laughs> I'm just thinking about Undertaker versus Goldberg <laughs> yeah, <no>. now. <laughs> uh, 17 years apart, or 15 years apart, excuse yeah. me. Crazy. But, uh, you know, it is what it is. Uh, these guys, you know, top guys here on Raw. And Kane's about to win the match when all of a sudden the lights go out again. And lightning strikes the ring this time. Yeah. Uh, the mysterious video starts to play again. The Bray Wyatt-esque video with the, with the spliced, quick splices and stuff. And uh, Goldberg goes and hits a spear and is about to do the jackhammer on Kane when the Undertaker's... Bell tolls again, and the smoke starts to fill up the ring this time. And so Goldberg bolts. He's, he's not yeah. having anything to do with that. I'm out. <laughs> he's out of there. And the lights dim. Kane sits up, and then Kane runs into the crowd. And the only problem with this is that the announcers start acting yes. like... They, the announcers do not mention Undertaker's name. No. One time during this, they said, What is this paranormal stuff? I don't understand it. <laughs> Kane and JR... They act like they haven't seen the Undertaker do right. this for 15 years. Yeah, <laughs> they just to do all this stuff in the 90s, and they have Michael Cole amnesia oh, during all this. This yeah. paranormal occurrences keep happening to Kane. What is all this stuff? What's going on the way? Actually, nice, nice little touch with this is the video feed just goes to like feedback yeah, and cuts out as they go cool. to commercial. Like the Undertaker is controlling all this stuff, so uh, that's cool. But it's we we know it's the Undertaker. There's clips of Undertaker in right. the video as yeah. it's showing. It's insulting as a fan, honestly. <laughs> Seriously, it was insulting to go back and watch. I was like, how dumb are you? Like, don't insult my intelligence. Right. We know it's him. Don't be so aloof that you ignore all of his history, but just. You know, still play it up to Supernatural, but at least tease it's him. You yeah, know? we all everyone know. Else knows <laughs> everyone it's him. knows. Six-year-old would know it's him. <laughs> yeah. Well, we knew that, but what we did not know, or what I didn't know, yeah. is what was coming three days later. So, no, I'm not talking about SmackDown on Thursday, <laughs> February 5th, but 
February 5th, 2004 was my 18th birthday. And uh, we're going to point this out because that's when I found out that for my 18th birthday, my parents were surprising me with a trip to WrestleMania 20 in New York City. And they were going to invite my best friend, Travis, to come along with me on the ride. <sighs> Unbelievable, man. Yeah. Best, best present I've ever received, without a doubt. I was shocked by it. Um, I think I had kind of been... I've been saying as a joke, or yeah. I know we've been talking about it, like, man, talk about senior trip, <laughs> yeah, talk about exactly. a perfect uh, opportunity, WrestleMania perfect 20. Way to end high school. Yeah, know? 18th birthday's coming up. Yeah, yeah, man, maybe we can go to WrestleMania, 18th birthday. Uh, because we can't put over enough how big a deal WrestleMania 20 right. was to us as fans and, and the way they were building it up. You know, <clears throat> WrestleMania, it is what it is. It's always been the biggest thing, but but 20 felt like such yes, a big deal. It did. And it being back in Madison Square Garden, mm-hmm. it's the last one that's ever taken place in Madison yeah, Square Garden. We didn't know that back then. No. But as wrestling fans, as huge wrestling fans, WWE always built up Madison Square Garden. Yep. Man, that was the place. That was the home of WWE. So it felt like this was going to be the most special show of all time. And, and yeah. so that was like going to Mecca for us. Oh, to, yeah. to go to see a wrestling show, this wrestling show at Madison Square Garden. And especially... As time went on and we began to see, oh, Eddie Guerrero and Chris Benoit are going to be the two Two title matches. Oh, man. (laughs) Two guys we've been following since WCW Mm -hmm. that we felt that personal connection to. It felt even more special and important. Even then, I I was not expecting this at all. But I believe I went out to eat with my parents. We had just moved into this house that we're recording in just a, a few days beforehand. And... Went to uh, Quiznos. Just <laughs> two weeks in a row. I remember eating sandwiches. We get him as a sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> I love Quiznos, man. Uh, and then we came back here, and I think we were going to watch Survivor. Uh, I think it was the All Star season of Survivor. So series? I was hyped for that. The Survivor series? No. Oh, no, dang no. it. I probably watched that later <laughs> that night. But Survivor uh, the show. Before we watched that, or after it, or during the commercial breaks, they surprised me and like said, "So you want to go to WrestleMania for your birthday?" And I didn't know they were serious or whatever. And then I called you and and told you, and you already knew. I mean, when did you know? Like, what what do you remember finding out about that? It was in between Christmas and your birthday. Obviously, your parents called. Your mom called my mom and discussed it with her first. And my mom said, sure, I'll see what Travis thinks. And so I got on the phone with your mom and she said, what, they were thinking about getting Alex two tickets to Paradise. And uh, <laughs> Paradise for us, you know, right. <laughs> seriously. And uh, would you guys be interested in flying to WrestleMania and flying to New York? And I'm, yeah, are you kidding me? Like, this is a dream come true. Like, this is the dream from an 18 year old or 17 for me still um, you know to go to Wrestlemania with my best friend and see him and see our, at my favorite at the time you know Chris Benoit in the main event and, and, and uh, Shawn Michaels and, and just all the stuff you know Undertaker possibly coming back so yeah I'll, I'll, I'll go you know I'll pay whatever I have to well don't worry tickets it's part of our, you know, his birthday so tickets alright great so anyway um, yeah and then your mom said cool and I said cool and then she said don't say anything to Alex and it was very difficult <laughs> not to I can't remember how many weeks went by in between that phone call and, yeah. and your birthday probably oh, three or four but I was it was so hard not to say anything 
oh, so hard. But then, yeah, you called me this night, and I was like, yeah, buddy, I know. We're going. And I said, yeah, let's do it. So then I could let the cat out of the bag, and it was such a relief, man. Such a relief. Oh, more than a relief, man. Yeah. It was incredible, incredible. Yeah. I don't know how we made it the next month waiting <laughs> for the time to take down. I know. Unbelievable. Uh, I believe we, my parents and I went online to buy the tickets that night. We got them secondhand. I don't think they had them before they... Uh, before she told me about it, so we we went online and got them off. I don't know. I don't know if StubHub was around, Craigslist, eBay, something like that, uh, and got you know their top level, yeah. I guess. Uh, Section, I'll tell you. Yeah, I still got the ticket stub right here. We were showing it. Okay. I'm sure we'll put it on uh, Instagram later. Section two thirty, row C, seat row one. C. I think I had seat two. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but man, got the physical ticket and <sighs> best birthday present ever. Couldn't wait to go to it. And that, that changed everything, man. We were hyped oh, yeah. for this build already, but just to know we were going to be there made it, took it to another level. Um, talk about senioritis. When you're a senior, <laughs> this is the last semester of your senior year and you're already done. And now you know you're going to Manny in a month. Yeah. It's just like, no, don't care. Well, then we had to figure out how to get out of school, but we'll, yes, we'll talk we'll about that, that here in a little yeah. bit. But <laughs> I don't know if you remember this. I did not have cable during this time, so I couldn't watch Monday Night Raw yes. because, well, like I said, we just moved into this new house. It was the first house in this neighborhood that we're in, and they did not run cable out here for almost a year. So I didn't have any cable for a year, my almost all of 2004, and so you had to bring me copies of Raw the next day in <laughs> yes. school on VHS tape, and that's so true. I would... Uh, watch them when I got home from school on Tuesdays. Uh, so that's how I've seen most of this stuff. Um, I'm sure there's some weeks where I didn't get them or anything, but that's how 2004 is going to be for me as we talk about this stuff. Is a lot of it, some of it I've seen, but a lot of it's hit and miss for me. Yeah, uh, I've seen a lot of the pay-per-views actually, but a lot of the build-up, especially once we get to SmackDown, I have not seen a lot of the SmackDowns of 2004. Yeah. So it'll be kind of fun. To get there, but uh, me neither. But that was my choice. <laughs> we'll get to that too later. But <laughs> I've seen a lot of this stuff, and I remember that as yeah. we head to the uh, next week, February 9th, two thousand four. Now that we know we're gonna be seeing this yeah. stuff live here this in just the, about a month. Yeah, the first raw after we know we're going. So raw five fifty nine, February 9th, of four. Uh, basically, you got Kane uh, winning a squash match over his former tag partner, uh, the Hurricane. So and it is a Surefire squash match. And uh, again, Kane goes to make his pyro shoot off from the ring and nothing happens. He crowd, he tries it again. And uh, the crowd's like, take her, take her. Um, <laughs> he's having some performance he issues. So. He might have needed one of those uh, other things that sponsors podcasts. <laughs> they don't sponsor our podcast yet. Red Shoe. So. Red Shoe. Big Red Shoe. Big Red Shoe. Yeah. <laughs> Well, uh, he tries again, and this time it works, but um, we see another creepy video, and this time, and Taker's actually featured in it this time, and then the video says, in 34 days, the dead will rise again, and we got clips of the dead man playing throughout it, purple lights are on, the bell's tolling, and Kane is, again, freaking out and just bewildered in the ring, so. It's so simple, but it does this awesome job of building anticipation yeah. for this match, man. You're, you're teasing it and teasing it and yeah. teasing it and making people crave it yeah. even more. And you know it's going to keep happening every week. And yet 
you still want it, man. Well, this was the first time they'd done that kind of stuff. Like now, it's almost every year he comes back at Mania or mm-hmm. Rumble and does this. And it's kind of almost a little bit paint by numbers. But back right. then, this was the brand new, you know, brand yeah. new way to tell the story. Plan to talk about games. them not interacting physically. They literally never touched. Exactly. So, um. so next week, February sixteenth, two thousand four, Raw five sixty, Kane is facing Jericho. And Kane just basically beats Chris Jericho up so badly that the ref has to stop the match. <laughs> He's yeah. just taking out all his frustration of the Undertaker stuff out on Jericho. And he then grabs a microphone and he addresses whoever it is that's been playing these so-called supernatural mind games with me. Because uh, it, it can't possibly right. be Undertaker because he's dead and buried. He says to the crowd, you people are so gullible. You people are gullible enough to think that the Undertaker's behind this. Well, the Undertaker is not. I buried the Undertaker alive. My brother no longer exists to me. Do you hear me? The Undertaker is dead, dead, Is a sick human being. This is a sick man. Yeah, he's screaming the word dead there. Yes. He's so loud. Like he's just screaming it. He does his pyro, leaves the ring, and gets met with the purple lights and the creepy video again. And then as he's walking up the entryway, the smoke starts to rise in front of Kane. And the video has some text on there this time and says, In 27 days, the dead will rise again. And we see a gravestone and the WrestleMania 20 logo on the screen. And then, cool touch, something different we haven't seen. It starts to rain on Kane. The rain on Kane falls mainly on the blank. Kane, again. And, uh, of course, because it's raining, Kane can't do his pyro. Right. And <laughs> he his pyro. He's very upset about this <laughs> as the bell tolls. And uh, the special effects people are getting to work out this oh, yeah, man. Oh, yeah. They're get, they probably got a raise because of all this stuff. They're going to get even extra special workout at Mania. And they're having fun so. with it. Yeah. Well, the next Raw 561 is February 23rd, 04. And we're going to have a dream match main event. It's supposed to be Vince versus Eric Bischoff. Um, match we've been waiting for for since years. Since 95. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, it's supposed to get that here. and um, <clears throat> But first, Vince is going to uh, be interrupted by Stacey Keebler and Jackie Gata. And blah, blah, blah. He makes a Playboy Tag Team evening gown match at WrestleMania 20. Blah, blah, blah. It's a main event of WrestleMania. It is. It is. So here we are. This is uh, three week, two and a half weeks before Mania. Two, yeah. And... We're basically making several of the top matches <laughs> the in this main event. The segment's segment. funny. <laughs> yeah, the segment's hilarious in hindsight. So he makes his Playboy Tag Team Evening Gown match. Then Kane's pyro interrupts, and he he comes out, and he tells Vince that he's like, you promised me he would die, but now he's back. You know exactly what 
what I'm talking about. It's him. My brother. The Undertaker. He says, he says, Taker's been tormenting me day and night, and he grabs Vince by the, the shirt and threatens to bury Vince alive if he doesn't stop it. So Vince is like, you know what? I want the same thing you want, and it's going to happen. It's going to be you versus The Undertaker at WrestleMania. Only this time, someone will finally rest in peace. And then... Oh, rest in peace match. Yeah. <laughs> well, please, no. <laughs> yeah. No more of those. So, yeah, Vince makes this match, so he's made two of his top matches there. And then, doesn't Stone Cold come out and he makes him the referee yep. for the... Stone Cold comes out he makes him the ref for Brock versus uh, Goldberg. Yeah, right there. So, again, two... And a, you think nowadays they hotshot these main event matches? No, they've been doing it for 15 years. So. Such a weird segment. It's a weird segment. But no video from Taker tonight, just that moment. Uh, the next week, Raw actually takes place. March 1st, 2004, episode 562. It takes yeah. place in Atlanta. What the heck? And uh, I think we had talked about yeah. going to this show before we knew Mania was happening. Uh, right. So that's probably why we didn't go to this one. But Lil Bow Wow was there. Lil Bow Wow was there. <laughs> Jake the Snake was there. He was. Man. Uh, I was kind of sad we didn't go to this one. Uh, it's a good episode of Raw. The Rock was there. All this stuff. Uh, Rico and Stacy Keebler and Miss Jackie are there as another weird Three queens segment. Queens of the ring. <laughs> Rico just uh, is introducing them and and building them up, hyping them up for their big match with Tori and Sable. He says, "Tell him, go ahead, Charlie Theron, yeah. move over, Nicole Kidman, take a hike." And Rico's building them up, and uh, Kane's pyro hits. Unfortunately, here to ruin the fun. He goes after the Playboy Afterthoughts, and uh, Rico tries to make the save, man, uh, trying to get it. They could have made that triple threat, Rico and Taker and Kane. Oh, been, God. They would have had my I've been in heaven. Yeah. Yeah, I love Rico. Big Rico fan. <laughs> but he can't cut it there with Kane. Uh, Kane chokeslams him, destroys him, wrecks him. And then Kane grabs a mic and cuts a promo saying, The Undertaker will not be resurrected at WrestleMania. Uh, tells him that he's going to make him rest in peace and all that stuff. Uh, says there will be a persecution of biblical proportions. That's <laughs> yeah. a Vince line. Yeah. Oh, yeah. One. Oh, yeah. Then he actually rolls his eyes back like Undertaker yeah. did back in the day. And, of course, uh, it's going to trigger Undertaker as the lights go out. The purple lights come on. We get the video, and now tonight's special touch is we get the old Extreme T mm -hmm. symbol <laughs> falling down from the ceiling and spontaneously erupting into flames to try to scare off Kane. Uh, burning symbol. Not a burning cross. No. Nope. Because that, nope. <laughs> that would be too much. But a burning symbol we're okay yeah. with <laughs> to yeah. scare off the big white monster. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Speaking of on fire and burning, man, that this one Rock comes back and introduces Foley's tag partner in that place. I wish we were there for that. That was pretty cool. Atlanta erupted. But we got to see him wrestle. Oh so yeah, we did. I'll take that. We'll oh take no, that. absolutely. But yeah, the, we got the flaming extreme T symbols and uh, good stuff right there. Like you said, the props guys are really getting their work out here. So here we are, Raw five sixty three. This is March eighth oh four. This is the go home Raw from Mania. You know, so not a lot usually happens in the ring. It's a lot of more talking and stuff like that on these because they don't want to injure themselves before they go into the ring for the biggest show of the year. So right. In a unique turn of events, we get this really cool like a cold open shot 
uh, the, before the um, the little we'll get the lies the money before that plays we get the it's a casket in the ring and purple lights are glowing and you've got those Latin chanting over their speakers in the arena and we cut to the back and Kane is watching on a, a TV and he storms watching out watching sideways yeah watching sideways like everybody <laughs> in WWE does you gotta watch sideways I noticed in AEW they watch head on so. oh do they yeah they do they do they, you know, they gotta be different yeah they gotta be set themselves apart WWE they watch sideways so um, anyway, then we get the actual opening for Raw and everything, and then uh, <clears throat> Kane's out there, and um, King on commentary asks if the Undertaker's remains are in the casket. Like, if someone dug it up, and there's Kane, his r- remains in it, and I just, and he's like, whose casket do you think it is? And I'm just, dude. Come on. <laughs> come on, man. Wake up. So, and then JR says, Wait, wait, wait. Is, is, this, is, is this Kane's doing? Has Kane brought this thing out here? I have no earthly idea. I have no unearthly idea of the significance of this casket in the ring. Well, I don't like it. I don't like caskets. I don't. <laughs> JR what could it possibly has be? no idea of the significance of this casket in the ring. How's dumb, man? Again, don't insult my intelligence, man. I've been paying attention since back in the day. So I'm sure being a commentator is hard. Yeah. You got to come up with stuff every yeah. week, but come That's on. That's a little much. <laughs> yeah. That's awful. But Kane strolls out there. Into the ring and uh, flips over the casket. He's he's eyeballing it. And he winds up uh, flipping it over and uh, wiping the dirt off of it. And uh, in the casket, we see the urn. You know, the urn is in there. Kane's kind of standing back a little bit, and he picks up the urn and uh, he throws the gurney over the top rope. He basically throws the gurney that the casket was on and throws the casket over. There's a really poorly made casket. Yeah, it's, it's really it's shoddy. Broke. Like the pretty ones bad. Taker's parents were in were pretty pretty similar to that. Yeah, it's true. Too. That's very true. With the gaggle of maggots exactly. in there. Ugh. Well, Kane grabs a mic and laughs asking if all this is, if this is all the Undertaker has in the store for tonight. Is this just an urn full of empty promises? And uh, he starts screaming again. It's going to take more than this to beat him at WrestleMania. You know, he said, and then again on commentary, they say, "I have no idea what this is about," and they are absolutely killing me. <laughs> have here, you not man. been watching yeah. Raw the past eight weeks? I know. What are you doing? Kane's like, "Is this your message from beyond?" Uh, it's going, like I said, it's going to take more than defeat me. Uh, your legacy, your undefeated streak at WrestleMania, and your life are all coming to an end. So, legacy, wow. undefeated streak, and your human life. <laughs> He's just going to kill him. He's going to murder you. He tried to murder him. The last yeah, before. exactly. He thought he did. And he says it'll be back to the grave for Taker, and he keeps yelling he's not afraid of him. I'm not afraid of you. I'm not afraid of you. And at this point, cue the special effects guys. we got the gong, purple lights. Uh, and then, in a shocking touch of events, <laughs> the uh, and it makes sense as to why this is the first thing on the show, uh, the yeah. ring begins to levitate off of the ground. It's moving up and down like it's one of Eddie Guerrero's lowriders, uh, moving back and forth and just uh, going up. And again, Kane and King are. Uh, oh, King says that's a ten thousand pound wing. I don't know, man. It's I don't know how much a wing a ring ting, a wing weighs, <laughs> but ten thousand pounds seems like a lot. That seems so. like a lot. Does seem like a lot. And then we got another video, another Takers video, video time, Firefly Funhouse time. Uh, what well, they could have called it that something back then, the Takers Funhouse. Anyway. It says, this Sunday it all begins again. Rest in peace. That's the text on there. And Kane is looking on in fear. And the crowd is honestly a little bit quiet here because there's a levitating ring. And they're not really sure what to make of it. <laughs> because, again, you kind of think, last time you saw Taker, he was riding a, well, riding a motorcycle. walking out on right. a motorcycle. And he was, you know, he was who he was and had uh, Limp Biscuit music and stuff. So 
Um, but they'd rather see the man than these mind games, I think. But it's still a really neat visual. I liked it. I do too. I, I always remember this. Yeah, me too. too. So they've never really done that again. I don't yeah, think. I know. Uh, but it was really, really cool. Special effect. They saved the really special, really different one for last. Yeah, exactly. I appreciate it, man. I think oh yeah, I Kane, liked it. I gotta give credit to Kane for carrying this yeah. for the past couple months. It's been a one man show. I mean, it's just been videos yep. from Taker. We haven't even uh, heard him or anything like that. Nope. So Kane's had to carry this all on himself, and he's done an awesome job of, of getting you invested in it with all these special effects and everything. But yeah. uh, that's a tough job. That's a tough, oh, yeah. uh, tough slot to be put in. I like Kane better when he was the mask Kane, but I like his character. But I mean, honestly, he's doing more with his mask off. He's having to because you can't right hide behind that mask anymore. So yeah, his facials are good. His promo work is fine too. He's he's pretty good. You know, yeah. carrying this whole this whole build up. So really reminiscent of what was it WrestleMania thirty one with Bray Wyatt when they uh, mm-hmm. literally similar. same thing. <laughs> Bray had to carry the whole thing by himself. So. Very basic build, very basic storytelling. Yeah, old school stuff. Get right you hyped here. up for it and. It's a, an important match on the WrestleMania 20 card. It's not the main event. That's going to be Benoit and Michaels and Triple H. But it's going to go on second yeah. from the top as we get to it. And there's also... I mean, it's a stacked card. It's a oh, full yeah. lineup with Angle and Guerrero. And then you got Goldberg and Lesnar. With Austin as the ref. Austin as the referee. So those are probably your top four matches I would say I think that was I think it was yeah Lesnar and uh, I think it was that match and then it was the WWE title match and then Taker match and then the Benoit match so yeah I think those were top four and I mean kind of like it reminds me of WrestleMania 14 where that was all about Austin and Michaels but having Taker and Kane right up underneath mm-hmm. that major feud yep. that just makes that pay-per-view that, that that's going to bring in the money even more. Like yeah. you're going to shell out your money even more when there's more stuff you're excited yeah. about, oh, not yeah. just a one match show. And so to have this and, and you know, these guys, it's not the first time they fought at WrestleMania, but it's the first time in a long time. Mm-hmm. They've had so much more history since then. It's a big deal. It's a oh, big yeah. deal to have them back. Uh, I think it's, Kane's the perfect guy to have the dead man come back oh, against no to, to have all that history. And they haven't, besides their tag team, which kind of ended in oh, 2001, one, two, yeah. it's really been about two years since they've had any kind of interaction yeah. with each other, besides a couple one-off segments. Yeah, those first three years they interacted a lot. But yeah, it's been two and a half years since they've been able to interact. You know? And they've been on separate shows since uh, the brand split, basically. Well, once, yeah. once yeah, they've lost part, the title. Yeah. Um, yeah, been on separate shows, so um, yeah, it's been good. Man. Yeah, if he'd come back against Vince again, it wouldn't wouldn't have worked out. You know? No, that was no. that was a spectacle in of itself in Survivor Series. So yeah, this is perfect, perfect placement for Kane. He's the perfect guy to, to go job out here. Spoiler <laughs> <laughs> alert, but yeah, he doesn't lose anything by losing to his brother. No, you know? not at all. No, no, it's all good. <clears throat> so yeah, that brings us as far as the Undertaker it tells you how he got to the show, but. I guess we could talk about how we got to the show from from now until then uh, and our journey in New York City for a couple of days before the show. Uh, I don't remember when we left. I guess it was Friday. Did we go to school at all that no, day? We no, we did not. Okay. We, so back then... Uh, neither one of us really wanted to be absent, and we didn't. We could exempt exams and stuff. And That's have a certain why. amount of, of uh, absences and stuff. As a senior in high school, you could exempt all your exams if you had 
a B average at least, yeah. I think. And, and no absences. No unexcused absences. So to get around that little loop, we found a little loophole uh, and a little, little something something there. So we decided to take a college visit because those were excused absences. Yes. To a college visit to uh, NYU. <laughs> Two little, two little guys from Augusta, New Georgia. York University. Yeah, That's where to, we were going to New York. So. Yeah. Uh, told him, I remember telling uh, English teacher I was going to NYU. She was very excited. And I, I think her son spoiled it. That told him what we were actually going for. <laughs> so all our friends were pumped for us. Man. But, yeah. Uh, so yeah, we did not go to school on Friday. We flew out Friday morning. Okay. And got there that afternoon. And then Saturday. did Or no. Did we? Friday, we, we flew into New Jersey. I yeah, think. we flew into Jersey. Um, whichever airport that was. Got in a cab. Ran that, into a car. <laughs> <laughs> First time in a cab for both yeah. of us. I've no Ubers back yeah. then. So we took a cab that hit, <laughs> hit another car and just kept driving. Just changed lanes into a car and I kept was terrified. I was so scared. I just closed my eyes, I think. I tried to fall back asleep. I was pretty tired. Uh, and got to the hotel in, I mean, it's pretty much in Times Square. Yeah, I mean, right was, around the corner, man. I don't know what, it, I mean, it wasn't, it was fine. It was pretty yeah. small. The room's like about the size of this room we're in right now <laughs> I guess with so. the bathroom. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess it's about that same size. Yeah. Uh, and Friday night, we went to like a steakhouse or, or like a restaurant. Yeah, we right? did. Yeah, we did. Friday. Um, I'm pretty sure you ordered a sweet tea. I did, uh, and they brought me unsweet tea with sugar. It was terrible. <laughs> it was terrible. Not that great. We didn't know what we were doing. No. I, I asked like the the person at the hotel a good restaurant to go to, and we walked to it, I think, and just walked around a bit of New York City. We went to Toys R Us mm-hmm. that first night. Toys R Us, which is no longer there in Times nope. Square, but that was that was the highlight of it. Oh. <laughs> besides yeah. WrestleMania, it was Toys R Us, man. Yeah. We went three times in the weekend. We did. It was... <laughs> Well, not only was that a cool Toys R Us with a, with a Ferris wheel in the middle yeah. of it, and he had all these, they had Jurassic Park World oh, in there dude. with like a dinosaur so and all these Jurassic Park toys, and they had like a, they had a Barbie World and a, probably G.I. Joe, probably oh, stuff. Oh, so good, Barbie World. <laughs> Barbie Girl. Barbie Girl. <laughs> Barbie, Barbie World. World, exactly. But for WrestleMania, they had... A big giant WrestleMania yes. display. We didn't know. No, we had we no had idea. No idea. We, we stumbled upon it. Uh, not only did they have all the figures, but it wasn't. They didn't have access right. that year. Yeah. They, so for some reason, I have like, no idea why they, they had not. done it before. That I don't know why they, they did something small at WrestleMania 19, like access, but they didn't do it for 20 for some reason. So this was the closest thing. They had all this memorabilia, like Kurt Angle's. Olympic medals and singlets, Andre the Giant's boots, and the little... His handprint. Yeah, yep. his handprint display you can measure up against. A bunch of just Booker old Tiesel, stuff. Booker World title, Ric Flair's robe, stuff like that. So it was really, really neat stuff. Oh, and yeah. And then... We were blown away with it. These bronze... Got, yeah. Just like, not sculpt, like... What would you call them? Uh, Bus. Busts. Almost, yeah. Yeah. Of RVD doing his pose, and Booker T doing his pose, and some other ones. Yeah. So those were... Really neat, man. It was really fun to explore that stuff. We were marking out. Oh, huge. yeah. Man, it was cool to us. But the biggest markout moment at Toys R Us came, I don't remember which which trip it was, right. first, second, or third, but we were there, and we're looking at toys, and I look to my left, and you look, and there's the 
Shane Helms, the hurricane is the there hurricane. in his own merchandise shirt. He's got his own hurricane shirt on. Well, and we're like, we're both wearing well, our we're both right now. Yeah, so we're not a big blame. star though. Yeah, but he uh, he is there shopping, man. We're like hurricane, like it was so cool. Oh no, 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 no. We were like, <laughs> dude, that's hurricane. Yeah, that's hurricane. Like we were yeah. so nervous. Oh yeah. And I think we like huddled in the corner yeah. for like twenty minutes. <laughs> like, a game do we talk to him? Like, what do we say? I don't know. Uh, I don't want to bother him. I don't, we were yeah. so scared, but you finally, I, you I did. I the nerve. Yeah, I did. I walked up to him. I was like, I don't even remember what I said, but like, hey, Hurricane, good to meet you. Said, like, good luck. Excuse on, me, yeah. excuse me, Hurricane, Mr. sir. Hurricane? Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. Well, in all seriousness, I've been a fan of his since he was, you know, in three count. Yeah, I really did like him. I liked him as a wrestler. He's friends with the Hardys. He was like a poor man's Hardy boy. I loved him. He was great. Him and Shannon Moore both, but. uh yeah, so it wasn't just that he was a hurricane. You know, I've really been following yeah. his career. But yeah, I think I was just like, uh, hey, Mr. Hurricane, like, it's good to meet you. And what, what'd you get? Or something? I don't know. He had some toys in his hands looking at toys. We said something about the vertebraker. Yeah, said, yes. Like, when are they going to let you bust out the vertebraker? Yeah. And he's like, he said something like, I don't know, man, whatever Vince lets me. Yeah, like, yeah. He wasn't, he wasn't rude, but no. he like wasn't. Really he was shopping. Yeah, he was looking yeah. for, like, he was kind of not trying to get recognized, I yeah. guess. Well, don't wear um, a shirt, dummy. <laughs> <laughs> if, it, if it was 2019 and we had our smartphones, we would have taken a picture with oh, everything. Yeah, yeah. But I don't even know if I had my disposable. I think Man. I didn't have it. And then we went back to the room for yeah. me to get my camera in case we ran into anyone else. But you like Stone Cold or something. Nah, <laughs> yeah. we didn't have a marker or anything to get an autograph or picture. No. But we shook his hand and yeah. said we. I think we said we disappointed he's not on the card or something like Was that. He in the cruiserweight. He's match? not in. Any, he's not in the it? backstage skit. Oh, okay, that's with right. With The Rock and Rosie. Yeah, uh, that's all he does. Well, I think that's why he's better. So it's probably man, probably, probably. but that was. That was a highlight of the trip. It was. We had one of them, for sure. It was. We, we, we must have got two days off from visits or something. Because we, we, I know we flew up on Friday, but then well, Monday... we did the visit on Monday. Monday we went to the visit to NYU. So yeah. I don't... Maybe we went half a day on Maybe Friday. Maybe we went half a day Friday. I don't I, know. I remember flying up on Friday, though. Yeah, we, we were definitely there all day there Saturday Friday. and all day Sunday, and then we left Monday, but we had to go to NYU first. We missed our trip. <laughs> well, <laughs> we'll talk. We'll get to Monday. Hold yeah. on. Uh, <laughs> Saturday, either Friday or Saturday, we went to the Hershey's Chocolate Store, too. Yep. That was another Times Square. Square big deal. Got a bunch of got a bunch of candy. You got, I'm sure you got nuggets. Hershey oh, nuggets. yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I did. Hershey <laughs> nuggets with uh, almonds and toffee bits in them. Yeah, that's my favorite. <laughs> I can eat a bag in a sitting, so it's terrible. Then we went to, uh, saw, uh, you know, the NBC where they film all their shows and Saturday Night Live and stuff, Radio Music Hall, and we went and saw The Late Show. Sign. Yeah. We didn't take it. Yeah. We did uh, not go see it. We, we were literally one block from Seinfeld Restaurant. Uh, no soup for you. Uh, and I talked to my brother when I got back from here, and he told me it was one block up from where we were. We thought we went yeah. far enough. We didn't. So, yeah, we're trying to see all the fan you know stuff, and we walked down Broadway and did not see musicals. We don't have $400 in our pockets <laughs> or anything. We barely had any money. <laughs> we saw the old WWE restaurant, which mm-hmm. was not in service anymore no. at the time. But we, I took a picture of the yeah. building. And uh, it was cool. All the trash cans in Times Square had the WrestleMania yeah. logo on there. Like wrapping around them. Stacey yeah. Keebler in the Statue of Liberty outfit. Mm. So I was a big fan of that. Shorts. <laughs> <laughs> then we... Saturday, we... 
Uh, I remember we ate pizza. We had some pizza. pizza. Yeah, I was like, you had pepperoni pizza, and he got mad at me. He was like, oh, pepperoni here? What are you thinking? Like, he was the meanest guy. Like, apparently, this particular one, they, you get lamb meat on your, you get mm. gyro meat on it, so I ordered mm. that. You know how mean that guy was? He was, he was awful. Yeah. Like, I got such a distaste for New Yorkers at that point. Man. <laughs> I've grown up out of it, but I was really burned for a long time on New Yorkers. This guy was... Ugh, he was mean. They, they did not put on a friendly face. No. Um, we went to some deli. I think maybe that was yeah. Friday. Um, you got a caricature? We did. <laughs> yeah. You got one for your girlfriend yeah. at the time. Yeah. What a it was waste a gift of money. To bring yeah. back to her. What a waste. Uh, and then we took a trip over. This was only, I mean, this was less than three years since September 11th. Yeah, two and a half years. So that was, we felt like it was important to try to go see Ground Zero, mm-hmm. which was not any sort of memorial or display at least. I mean it was still just a very it was there a big was still, hole yeah. in the ground is basically what it was. There were some makeshift flags and memorials yeah. there, but it was very uh very sobering. It was. It was very to see. I'm yeah. glad we went and did that. Oh mm-hmm. yeah. I think about it every now and then too. It was very sobering to go see and very uh um you know it was tough, emotional, yeah. but yeah, in, in a lighthearted uh, weekend we had it was a very emotional experience there. Yeah. But yeah, it was very, very cool. We're glad we got to go and see that. Felt like an important thing to do. Oh, yeah. It gave us, you know, gave us perspective for all the fun stuff. Sure. We were yeah. doing, made us extra thankful for it. i uh, appreciative of it, I think. Um, and we, I guess we took the subway to that. Oh, brother. <laughs> I can't. I tell this story all the time. I'll tell it. I tell this story all the time to people about it. They say, you're visiting New York? Yes, I did. All right. So we get a subway ticket and we go down the stairs into the subway. First of all, we have no idea what we're doing. And again, there are no rules. There are no smartphones. There are none of this stuff back then. There's no subway or public transit in Augusta. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we're not. First time for both of us on anything. On like a taxi this. or a subway. Yeah, this is it. So we go down. We finally, after watching people get their little you know, credit card for the subway, we, we, we get that too. And we go and we walk up to our little terminal and we stand there and you know amongst hundreds of other people and the subway pulls up and it slows down the doors slide open and it's like an anthill these people are just <laughs> rushing back and forth back and forth we, we, we take several steps forward to get on but we're from the south we're uh you know we polite polite some <laughs> hospitality we're letting people buy them excuse me excuse me sorry they go on they go off uh the doors shut and the train pulls away. <laughs> and we just step back, like on some, some sitcom. We look at each other, just kind of nod, and then walk back against the wall again and without saying a word. We waited and we just, for uh, 30 minutes for the next, <laughs> just, next train we were looking for to come Just by. to realize that we just got got. So the next time we came, we were very, very uh, much bigger. A little more we got, aggressive. Yeah, a little more aggressive. We made it on. Ruthless aggression got on there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had to show that ruthless aggression. Got on. But then... I believe, is this where we missed our stop? We rode it for like two hours. Oh, I was at the night after Mania. That. We missed our stop. And we rode that. it forever. Really? Yeah. I forgot that. We were we were way past our stop. Mm. We wound up, uh, I think we rode it all the way back around. Because we didn't ride it to WrestleMania. We walked, yeah, we walked to WrestleMania. So it must have been that night. So yeah. I have uh, only taken a subway one more time in my life, <laughs> and I was in Chicago, so yeah. Were you more aggressive that time? I was. That's I had, good. That's I had good. Chuck Lowe with me, too, so it had to be. Um, anyway, yeah. That was an adventure, it for was. sure. It scared us, terrified us, but yeah. there we were. Culture shock. Culture shock. It was a big culture shock, yeah. so that was that was the whole trip was a big culture shock for us, but it was awesome. It was it awesome. 
we're 17 and 18 years old yeah. by ourselves in New York City. <laughs> I had no idea what we were doing. <laughs> so then on Saturday, they brought back the Hall of Fame that Ooh. year. I mean, this was the first time in eight years. Eight years. So mm-hmm. they've done the WWE Hall of Fame, and it's just an awesome class there. It was not so they. At least to my knowledge, they weren't. They didn't do like the big package. Right. They didn't advertise it, or yeah. you could get tickets to the Hall of Fame and WrestleMania and the whole make a whole weekend right. out of it. So I didn't even know. We, we had no idea. Right. We knew the Hall of Fame was happening, but we didn't know where it was or that we could have gotten tickets for it or anything like that. But we're just walking around outside our hotel, probably trying to go to Toys R Us again, <laughs> something like that, on the way to Toys R Us. And we see a big crowd of people hanging out outside a hotel. And we're like, let's go see what's going on over here. What's this all about? Turns out it's the hotel that the Hall of Fame guys are staying at. (laughs) Might have been all the wrestlers. I don't know. But we got to watch all the Hall of Fame guys get in their limos before they headed over to the ceremony. So Pretty cool. It was pretty neat, man. So, you know, it sounds simple and silly, but to us, as you know, I would have thought it was cool now, but oh, yeah. just to see Bobby Heenan, Jesse Ventura, Don Morocco, Tito Santana, uh, all the guys, Billy Graham, all the guys that went in the Hall of Fame that year. It was a cool class. Greg Valentine. Greg Valentine. Uh, just to see them. I got pictures of a lot of them. Yeah. And, you know, they would wave to the crowd. Uh, as they got into the limos, but that was a big markout moment. Um, and then Stone Cold, of yeah. all people, got in. He was the last <clears throat> person. He not dressed up. He had camo jacket on. <laughs> <laughs> he gave the crowd. He probably gave us a middle finger. I don't remember probably. exactly, but that was neat, man. And just random. Uh, we stumbled upon them. Yeah. Just walking around. So I had my camera ready yeah, that time. <laughs> and also, this is March thirteenth uh, down here in Augusta. It's about. 80 degrees <laughs> out there in the midst of those like between those big cities and those big buildings i mean it was like 14 was degrees so for us cold. like yeah that sock caps did you have like, to buy these jackets or something? not around my old navy hat. okay yeah. I, 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 I think you bought a hat i, I think, think i had a hat my mom bought gloves you or bought something. some gloves or something yeah, yeah. It, was it was really brutal for us cold yeah. for us probably yeah. for normal new yorkers yeah, probably nothing. flip-flops and shorts <laughs> it was cold nuts dying so and then didn't we didn't we see Charles Robinson walking down the street? We saw one of yeah, the referees. We, yep. Was it Charles Robinson? It was Charles Robinson. Okay. Yeah, we, did. we didn't he get a picture with him either. Tall's my three-year-old son. <laughs> <laughs> we just passed him on the streets in New York City as well. Uh, and then, yeah. I mean, anything else before we went to the show? I just remember being, hardly being able to sleep Saturday night. Man. Yeah. Being so stoked. To, like, the, this is so surreal that we were going to Mania the next day. Like. Cannot believe it. It you was know. crazy. Obviously, you've been a fan longer than I have, but I kind of had my in and out fandom yeah. as a child. We've gone over that on here, but just like I said, this didn't know it was the last one in MSG, but oh, it, it no, was, just... you know, and just number 20 is special, and uh, it's a special show. I think there were um, 51 wrestlers on this card, I believe. Wow. Uh, how many singles matches? Uh, one, I think, or two, maybe? Like, uh, not many. The women's match. Most of them were multi matches. Big show yeah. and Cena. I'm sorry, there were a couple, of, well, a lot There's of multi man yeah. matches too. Yeah. Like they tried to get. This is one of the really first. Like let's get everyone on the card things because it's a five hour extravaganza too. Yeah. And that was a big deal to us too. It's like we're not going to WrestleMania 20 for three hours. 
where was my 20 for five hours? And back then, like, now some people grumble, like, oh, it's on network for five hours. Oh, my goodness. I got a preacher, yada, yada. Dude, shut up. Back then, that was awesome. Oh, like, yeah. We couldn't wait. Like, it's going to be five hours? What the heck's going to happen? Like, that was so cool. So, again, five-hour WrestleMania. They made a huge deal out of it back then. They didn't do another five-hour one until... I guess the network, you know, started. Yeah. Now it's just like unlimited time. <laughs> of course, it's like eight hours yeah. now. Uh, but you don't have, you didn't have wrestling overload back right, then. Right, like yeah. Now you can literally watch wrestling 24-7 yeah. uh, on the network or on another yeah. wrestling, one of the many wrestling networks right. you can subscribe to or just on YouTube or on your phone or whatever. And back then it was, you know, like, please inject yeah. it into my veins. Like, exactly. Make it a 10-hour show, especially with these guys. Oh, yeah. Like, we were hyped for every match, mm-hmm. cruiserweight invitational match, uh, yeah. tag—well, maybe not the tag team matches. We They're weren't exactly hyped for those, but you know, for the majority of it, it was incredible. And I remember getting there and getting in line, and um, you know, the yeah, only we walked there. We walked yeah. there uh, got our picture out in front of the sign, yeah. so that was special. That was cool. Uh, <laughs> I had. I guess I had two disposable cameras for the weekend. And so, you know, back then, you had to, like, uh, you had to negotiate in your head, all right, I've got 24 pictures left. Yeah. Like, I got to, you couldn't just snap 12 pictures matches on the car. Yeah. yeah. I wanted to get a picture, for like, something from each match. Yeah. I wanted to make sure we had a picture of us yeah. in the arena. So you had to think about that, man. You had to make every picture Life was count. hard. If you didn't get the flash off, you're like, ah, I just oh, wasted a picture. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so that's what we have. Some, I'm glad we have some good pictures yeah. Oh, yeah. from there. I wish we had more uh, cool stuff, but I'm glad we have something from that. But then the only other thing I bought was the program. I have a mm-hmm, the program, uh, which is cool, and it has all the match very, list things like, in there. Very well done. Very mm-hmm. nice. And then it's just like common thing nowadays. But back then, I don't know if that was big deal or not but it was big deal to us it was big deal to us so, it, was, it felt yeah. like a good souvenir to have yeah. no collectible cups we didn't no. ever found those didn't get any of those uh, no uh, when we didn't buy any merch mm. and we looked at I it I didn't use a lot of money that was probably the big expensive thing. freaking New York food <laughs> yep that sweet was... tea it was like four bucks for <laughs> <laughs> couple of nine sweet tea <laughs> and we got in our seats and dude it, I I I don't think it was a bad seat in MSG. No, I mean, that's the only fantastic. time we've ever been. Yeah. But it was, we were pretty high up, but we were facing dead center yeah. across from the entryway, oh, yeah. which which we loved. Uh, so, so we got to see all the entrances, and that awesome that oh, set yeah. is awesome. Set's great, man. I love this set. Yeah, and we were, uh, you know, MSG's got that weird setup where the cam, the hard cams across from that weird entrance, which th- that's where they usually have the entrances. They like, used to. Yeah. This was the first time they, I think they had um, and They had like a video screen there, yeah. which had the match logo, which I thought yeah. was cool touch. Cool little touch. But yeah, we were right across from the entranceway, so especially when we get to this match, we're going to talk about main news. Just, we got great view of it, so awesome stuff. Yeah, great time. Marking out for everything. We're just huge marks at this time in our life. Again, and I can't, we're not going to touch on, on him too much, but just the fact that our Ben Wallace in the main event. Um, again, that's changed nowadays. But uh, seeing that and being so hyped for that, and, and Eddie too, and uh, you know, uh, we'll talk. We'll talk about the Brock match. We'll get to that a little. Yeah, later. we can go through the card. I mean, it was pretty surreal being there. Uh, there was no Sunday night heat or anything, so uh, we didn't have to sit through that. But we just, I mean, we got there pretty much as soon as we could. So it yeah. was. Uh, we were just. 
overflowing with anticipation. Probably went and got a Coke or a Pepsi or whatever they had. $14. I know we got hot dogs <laughs> uh, at one point. Um, but, yeah, the, uh, it opened with John Cena and, oh, yes. and the big show, which Love that we were huge Cena fans yes. then, too. And to see him get that big push was awesome. See him push Big Show up on his shoulders. And <laughs> you him was awesome, too. Yeah. So. Then you have the tag team, Raw, Fatal 4-Way, Booker T and RVD versus the Dudleys, Kate and Jindrak and Laura's Resistance. <laughs> That's all I need to say about yeah. that. Christian and Jericho that was a great match. Great match. Great Big twist. Fan about those guys. At the end. Yeah, we couldn't believe. We were like, oh, what? Like we couldn't believe it. Can you believe he did that? Like, oh yeah, kiss and trash and everything. Uh, Evolution, Batista, Orton, and Flair versus The Rock and Sock. That's probably my favorite match from this card. Looking back on it, man, just I thought that was perfectly well done. That was I awesome. loved those guys. And cool backstage segment beforehand. Yeah. Foley and Rock and uh, Randy Orton hit the Evolutions backstage segment where they're in the stairwell. Where he thrown Foley down. Yeah. That was cool too. Yeah, that was a great match. Good to see Ric Flair, you know, live. And, and yeah. Because he, even though he's a heel, the crowd loves him. He's Flair, legendary. Man. Yeah. Uh, the Playboy Evening Gown match. I believe that was the hot dog break. No, it was not. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Because yeah. we wanted to. We thought this is so stupid. But we were like, uh, these guys around, are they going to think we're yeah. like, yeah, uh, I know. they're going to think there's something wrong with us <laughs> if we go get a hot dog in this match? Because everyone we were sitting around was like, oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Playboy match coming yeah. up. And we yeah, were like, uh, yeah, we actually want to see wrestling. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I mean, I'm fine seeing Tori Wilson anytime. <laughs> so hot dog break came later. It did. Cruiserweight Invitational. That was, I mean, it's cool for these guys to get on the card. <laughs> and Ultimate Dragon fell coming out. <laughs> we felt terrible for him. Ended it off the uh, broadcast, but he <laughs> fell. That was, great. that was a fun little sprint, though. Yeah. Match, so. it was nice. Yeah, a lot of guys from WCW really guys liked in there. there. You know, Mysterio, Shannon Moore, Ultimo, Billy Kidman. Who the heck is Akio? Akio? Who's one of. Uh... Yeah, but who is he? Is that Jimmy Yang? No, that's. Uh... Maybe it is. I think it is Jimmy okay. Yang. Okay. But yeah. The other guy was like Sunaki or something. He was not. He Samada Sonata. He became nobody. I don't think. Yeah, yeah. Jimmy Yang was Akio. That's right. Okay. He was in Dose W and Three Count too. So I did like him. But Sonata Sakota. or Sakota, the I other think. guy, I didn't. I wouldn't care. Didn't Ugh. care for. Well, the crowd did not care for Goldberg versus Brock right. Lesnar, which came out next. Man, that was. And talk about surreal being in the crowd for that experience well because we were like actually pumped for this like we were excited like it's goldberg and brought less this is like godzilla versus king kong man like seriously and you know like i said i was there when goldberg won the title from hogan so he holds a special place for me like and this is him and lesnar we had heard the internet rumblings of lesnar leaving and all that stuff but but we also we hadn't been not... online for like three days because yeah, we you know didn't have a laptop or a smartphone or anything so yeah we were not keeping up to date with the latest rumors and no one i don't even know if we knew for sure that this was going to be it for both these guys so it was it caught us by surprise it did and they really wrecked this the crowd blew this match for us like really ruined it we Um, were mad we were like frustrated with the new york crowd at this because we really wanted to just take the real life out of it and just enjoy it for what it was you know like i don't know you don't go see a movie and get mad at 
Robert Downey Jr. when, you know, <laughs> Iron Man does something stupid. You, you know, like, you don't do that. But So it's not their fault, but the crowd r- ruined this match for me and for you. And uh, we were just kind of like, what's going on? But, yeah, it's it's hard to go back and watch this match because of the sour taste in my mouth. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't mind it now so much. And but Austin brings the crowd back. Austin does. <laughs> it's, you can't help it. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's it's definitely different. Um, yeah. Then the then this was the hot dog break match. That's right. Too yeah. cool versus APA Bastion Brothers and World's <laughs> Greatest Tag Team. Sorry guys, <laughs> I don't even know if I've gone back and watched that one, but uh, there it is. It's right there. Victoria defeating Molly Holly in yeah. a hair versus title match. That was awesome. wild. Yeah. Molly Holly literally got her head yeah. shaved bald. That was cool to see. And if those of you don't know for real, she, that was her way of getting on the Mania card. That's she, she would do anything to get on the card, and she'd say, I'll shave my head, and they put her in the match, and, and she shaved it. her head. And it's iconic. I love that. Victoria, she gets left off of the history of the women's uh, evolution and stuff. I don't know why. She, She's fantastic. She should be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. I think she will one day. Yeah. Eddie and Kurt Angle, that's another Classic. incredible match. Best finish. Oh, yeah. One of the best finishes of all time. Oh, yeah. We were boots slipping off. We were so excited. Just we love both those guys, and especially Eddie. Just watching him, when I mean, he had already beaten Brock for the title, but just get, you know, getting his signature WrestleMania win here over Angle in his first defense was awesome. An epic uh, finish there, and we were just high fiving and jumping up and down like little schoolgirls. So yeah. awesome. So nowadays WWE treats that like that was basically the main event of this show. If they yeah. ever show highlights of WrestleMania right. twenty, it's of that, but. Uh, our main event is going to be Taker and Kane. That came on second to last. We'll, we'll circle back to that. But, of course, the real main event of the show was Chris Benoit is coming out party, defeating Triple H and Shawn Michaels, winning the WWE World Championship for the first time. And, man, it's uh, it's sad to look back on, but just talking about being in the moment mm-hmm. was one of the just greatest moments of fandom oh, yeah. ever. We were screaming... Tap, 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 yep. and uh, hugged each other when oh, they yeah. all won. And uh, like you said, we still got a piece of the confetti that fell out of the ceiling that night uh, yep. in a photo book next to my ticket. And uh, just remember Eddie and Chris coming out and, and hugging embracing. each other and the family, <clears throat> which sucks now. But just talking about being in the moment was yeah. was uh, incredible. And just, I remember his music playing over and over yep. again and being so happy. I mean, that was our guy. That was our, yep. that was our absolute favorite wrestler. Absolutely was. And he felt like this was he deserved it. Mm-hmm. So it was couldn't believe it. It actually happened. Before all the you deserve it chants and all this stuff like that that we have nowadays, this was a real life. He'd been wrestling for 18 years and finally got to, to um, win at the, the pinnacle of WrestleMania 20, you know, like where it all begins again. You got Eddie and him leading the way for the new era. And uh, it was awesome. And uh, this was my favorite wrestling match of all time for a while. You know, um, it's a great best, match. Definitely the best. You take three-way. all the baggage out of it. It's, it's yeah. an awesome, awesome. I can't match. watch it anymore. But uh, yeah, it was fantastic. It was fantastic to be there. But before that, we had something else fantastic. That we're gonna get to now <laughs> as our main event here. So one taker. one match left to talk about on the card. And there's actually a couple of things with Undertaker on the card yeah. as well. Uh, Eric Bischoff and Coach and Johnny Nitro as well. He yes. had had a lot of different names up to this point, but I think he settled on Johnny Nitro at this point. Apparently, they have not been watching Raw as closely as we have, no, Travis, no, no. because Coach and Bischoff are, are talking, saying, Coach tells Bischoff, I heard rumors that 
the Undertaker might be here at Madison Square Garden tonight. And Bischoff's like, yeah, I've heard these rumors true. I don't know what's going on with this. That's literally a match that's happening on your brand. Right. They're having a match tonight. So Bischoff tasks Coach with finding Undertaker because Bischoff doesn't want to get scooped by anyone else tonight. This segment made so no stupid. sense. No. So but it brought us this incredible, beautiful segment as... Coach, coach is, he's patrolling in the bowels of the arena and he walks by this door and he just hears this this banging and no, and moaning and groaning and noises coming out of this closet in the bowels of the building and all of a sudden the door slides back and Mean Gene comes out all disheveled. He's buttoning his pants up. He's got lipstick on his, <laughs> on his head. head. <laughs> on his face, his head. And Coach is like, what are you, what's going on in there? And, then Bobby Heenan comes out after him. <laughs> the coaches thought this was The Undertaker right. uh, doing something in this room. And Bobby Heenan bursts out. His his shirt's not on. And he's saying, it's not what you think. It's not what you think. We're just playing cards. And then, of course, Fabulous Moolah and Mae Young. I never think we would talk about these two on this show. But they burst out trying to show off their puppies oh, to Heenan and Coach. And and uh, and Mean Gene and they drag Gene and Bobby back in, just screaming. And Coach <laughs> Heenan's like, "I can't take anymore. I can't take anymore." And Coach just walks away, yeah. shaking his head. Classic scene. Yeah. I loved it. Classic scene. <laughs> um, unfortunately, as you point out before we started rolling, all everyone in this scene has passed away. So it's very sad. But except for Coach. <laughs> Too bad. Well, yeah, I mean all the old folks. Yeah. Yeah. I, tra- uh, I would trade I would trade coach for anyone to have anyone oh else no. got his back. Oh no. Maybe not Mula, oh but uh, no. I'd trade coach for the other three. Uh, well, Bobby Heenan is fantastic, and so is Mean Gene here. So, yeah, it's good stuff. And we got to see that on the little Detron things. I don't know if we could hear it very well, but we got to I see remember. it. We laughing, uh, laughing at this stuff. So, good stuff. We'll talk about classic commentary. We've got our old friends, after a few uh, months of... Cole and Taz with Taker on SmackDown. Yep. We're back to King and JR tonight. Yeah. Obviously, we didn't hear that in the arena, but watching it back, that is a treat to have them back uh, on commentary for this match. Yeah, it is. And it's cool because, well, it's it's kind of confusing, though, because it is a, it's built as an interpromotional match because right. Taker's technically on SmackDown, but I don't know why they didn't just do Cole and JR, or whatever, but it doesn't matter. I'm glad it's King and JR because they call this like nobody else could, you know? So good stuff. And just, yeah, thank God they're back. And. Um, talking about WrestleMania the time for making big entrances and stuff like Kane's intro is this is the best Kane intro he's ever had you know Um, so this set if you don't remember it's like the New York City skyline on this video screen it was it's probably my favorite set they had done to that point it was really really cool and and the stage itself lights up you know know, they go all out for Mania yeah they do and um Get a video recap and everything, you know, going on, and then Kane's music comes on, and the entire LED screen is New York. It just goes up in flames. All yeah. this, this building <laughs> go up in flames, which is a neat touch for here. It does this pyro, and the, the entrance way is all New York, and it's all on fire and stuff, which is just so, so cool. I love the little touches like that. Um, and we were right across from it, so we got to see it. Yeah. It was really, really cool. And then the anticipation builds. Yeah. Uh, we got a we get a video package hyping up this feud, so that was cool. But uh, the the anticipation builds, and it's not 
the great thing about this is it's not guaranteed. We don't know for right. sure that's going to be the dead man. It's been teased, but they haven't yeah. like confirmed. So we're just like, what's it going to be? What's it going to look like? What's going to happen here? And just to amp that anticipation level to through the roof, we don't hear the music at first. Instead, we hear a couple of old familiar words from an old familiar voice as Paul Bearer screams out, Oh, yes! For the first time, we haven't seen Paul Bearer in four years, and no one... Like maybe other people were. No one was expecting that no, between the two of no. us. No, I, I mean we're expecting Undertaker. Yeah. We were not expecting Paul Bearer to no. be part of the package. So that was, you know, an incredible extra bonus on top of. Oh all this. yeah, I remember hearing that. Oh yeah, and just we look at each other and we're like, Paul Bearer, like jumping up and down, <laughs> yes. little kid, like Paul Bearer, Paul Bearer, like just high five it and just like because everyone like he said no one thought it was gonna be him too. We just. Kind of put him out of sight, out of mind, you know? And, uh, yeah, having that extra touch was so amazing. And, again, we've talked about on this podcast going back and appreciating all of his work and how vital he was. It wouldn't have been the same if he didn't come out here. No, it it makes it even more special. We couldn't tell from where we were sitting, but you go back and watch it. He's he's not in great shape at this point in his career and in his life. So he doesn't look great, but it's still a treat to see him as he... Carries the urn out uh, with him, which is perfect that he's got that back. And a group of druids come out into the arena. They're carrying torches and make, you know, a a bridge or a tunnel of of torches out there in the arena way. As Paul Bearer is just, he's right back in the thick of it, man. He's looking at Kane, screaming at him, you're no son of mine. (laughs) (laughs) He's taking it to the next level as usual. I'm so glad to have him back. So Even though it's going to be short-lived, I'll take whatever we can get with Oh, there. yeah. Do you remember the entranceway, all the flames landing on? Dripping out. Yeah, they're yeah. like dripping. They call them dragon tears. They're falling from the torches. <laughs> and you don't see it on the broadcast, but there are these dudes coming out and spraying the fire extinguishers. <laughs> we were like thought that New York might go up in flames. <laughs> yeah, there are right. these dragon tears falling from these torches everywhere and just hitting the floor and lighting up. So you don't see that. They edited it out very well, but... Uh, very very cool and um, well then like you said Paul Bear's out there and we got the, we got the chanting going on first and then the lights go down again and then suddenly we hear the gong so everyone's pumped already but then you hear that gong and then MSG just blows up man <laughs> yeah. I mean we probably jumped eight feet out of our chair and just like to finally hear it. you know you've been waiting for it for four months and you finally get it and we got the lightning sounds. The song we're used to hearing now, you know, and uh, you get that second pop when he walks on stage and you actually see him. So. That's right, man. Like we said, we weren't even, like, not huge Undertaker fans, right. but you had to be a fan yeah. of him. Like, just, uh, you had to appreciate it, and it was awesome to see him back in this. And Paul Bear is giddy at this. <laughs> Everyone in the arena is hyped up. It's the first time you've heard this music in four years. So it's just perfect. As he comes out, he's got big black hat on. He's got the trench coat on. He's hitting all the beats of his old entrance. Holds the jacket open as he mm-hmm. walks up the stairs. Raises the lights up. The crowd is chanting, Undertaker. Clap, yep. clap, 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 clap. Uh, and everyone is loving it. He's selling it perfectly. Kane is selling it perfectly as yes. well. He is just absolute shock and fear. 
um, cannot believe what is happening here. And he could have gone over the top and made it hokey, but he didn't. He, mm-hmm. he, he walked right up to the line and stopped, you mm-hmm. know, like as far as the hokiness. Like he could have made it. It wouldn't have worked as well um, if he had gone too much, but he is, he being Kane, is doing a great job. And this whole time when Taker's walking up and in the ring, he is staring a hole right through his brother. Like he is not, <laughs> lo- like not dropping his contact from, from like his eye contact from his brother. It's really, really great. And Kane is just acting like he's seen a ghost. He's like blinking real hard and, and he's, he goes to reach out for The Undertaker. And uh, we get a real tight... I really like the production here, watching it back the other day. We got a real tight shot of Taker's face, staring a hole through Kane, and then Kane's face. You know, and then he's just like all bewildered and stuff. I really, really like that. Because we didn't see that in the arena. Yeah, we were sure. to watch it when we got home. Kane is screaming out, like, I buried you alive. I buried you alive. How is this possible? I killed you. And... We see Taker, like I said, he's going through all the beats. He takes his hat off, and we see his hair for the first time. Yes, yeah. it's, it's it's getting there. Yeah, it was <laughs> a little, little bit of a letdown. Honestly. I think we thought it was going to be a little longer. It's uh, it's about a little bit past his ears. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think it got where he wanted it to either. I'm sure he was disappointed it didn't grow quite as fast as he wanted, but it's still enough of a difference there. At least he didn't wig it. Yeah. No, he didn't, do, he didn't do the wig this time. Yeah. And I will say that his outfit, I, w- I was kind of hoping for more. Like, we didn't know what it was going to quite be. Right. I was kind of hoping maybe go all the way back with the gray gloves and the stirrups and stuff. Ooh. But his outfit is basically the biker taker outfit. <laughs> yeah, except really he's is. got the old XT, XT symbol yeah. on his legs, on the pants now. But it's the leather pants with the tank top and yep. the... MMA gloves that we've seen him wearing. So not a huge difference as far as his look, but he is definitely playing the dead man character. He falls right back into all of oh, those yeah. uh, mannerisms and, and motions and moves from that. Yeah, his muscle memory must just go right back to it, you know, because <laughs> he has so many years of doing it. But And one thing I do love is that Brian Hebner is a referee again. We talk to him about him a lot in his matches, and he's perfect uh, as this referee here. Again, he's a SmackDown referee for the SmackDown match, I guess. A SmackDown oh, and a promotional. Yeah, yeah, and a promotional. So. But um, I love how this match starts when I watched it back the other day. Why don't you talk about it? So, Kane, like you said, he, he can't believe it. He doesn't understand. So he, he's going up to Taker, like Taker's Jesus, and yeah. he's uh, <laughs> Thomas, and he's like trying to like touch him and yeah. bug him to see if he's real. And as soon as he actually touches Taker, Taker... That's his cue. Yeah. He unloads. He pulls the soup bones out of his back pocket and starts unloading with him on Kane. And the first time he's gotten to beat somebody up in, in five months. And he takes out all his frustrations out on baby brother. Oh, yeah. And Brian Hebner, like you say, he's getting in. They just fall right back into that ref intimidation stuff. You know, <laughs> Hebner gets up there and Taker just kind of stomps at him and he falls out of the ring like his dad used to. So it's fantastic, <laughs> man. I love it. And, man, Taker... This is a glorified squash, it's honestly. It's not that different it's from not. the one versus Vince. <laughs> yeah, know? there's no blood. A little but, less blood. Yeah, but they go outside and Taker's throwing Kane into the apron. He hits the apron elbow and does the apron leg drop. And the crowd is just popping for that move. That's the old iconic move, you know. So we are loving it. Loving all these, these greatest hits he's getting here. He hits a couple clotheslines in the corner, and Paul Bear is screaming on the outside, How do you like that, boy? <laughs> yeah, Kane, loving it, orchestrating the crowd as usual. And Taker's going to go for the last ride. Uh, So we're kind of seeing this hybrid style start to evolve. 
Obviously, that's not a dead man move, but he's going to still use it in his repertoire. But Kane nearly kills Undertaker <laughs> with the back body drop. Undertaker yeah. lands on his head. He does not get a full rotation there. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if he was trying to do that, like land like a stun gun or something, but he <sighs> lands very awkwardly on good. the top rope. But you know what? In true Undertaker fashion, he doesn't sell it. You wouldn't know that it wasn't supposed to happen. It looks, honestly, it looks more real because it was kind of sloppy, yeah. you know? So yeah. uh doesn't look rehearsed and stuff, but... Then Kane mounts Taker and starts punching him and starts choking him. And then right as he's at the cusp of being on top, Taker just rolls him back over and the crowd is into it. Taker's punching him. And I just and this is the point where I noticed he had the XT symbol on his pants. But you, we've already mentioned that here. But it just it hit me because it, it's a real shiny black. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's really, 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 really cool here. Taker's just, like I said, glorified squashing his little brother here. Kane goes up top. It's his... Diving clothesline that he likes to do for a two count. And, man, that's going to be kind of the extent of what, what we get from Kane here pretty much. As Taker <laughs> gets up and they start trading punches with each other. Kane misses a corner charge and Taker hits the old Hogan special boot and leg drop. <laughs> and he's going to go for old school, which not going to get any more old school than this. Yeah. But Kane catches him with a choke as he comes down. But Taker's going to get a chokehold of his own, and they'll fight over the choke before Kane gets a choke slam on the dead man and thinks that he may have finally got the upper hand on his brother. Yeah, and then classic idiot heel fashion. He goes and like starts jawjacking with Paul Bear rather than going for the cover classic there. Classic mistake. Rookie mistake. And uh, he goes, and I guess he's just uh, haunted by the fact that his brother is real and he's back from the dead. So, And then Kane starts taunting Undertaker. Um, and Taker sits up like it's old times, and when he does, I just remember us, I just can't put over how excited we were for these, all of these greatest hits things, you know, it's just, it's awesome. He sits up, and the crowd loves it, because he didn't do that too much as the biker Taker, um, and he intimidates Kane, and then Irish whips him, and, uh, hits Kane with a kick, or no, sorry, Kane hits him with a kick, and Taker no-sells it, and not no-sells it in the fact that he's not giving him offense, it's the whole, I'm a phenom I'm a monster like you talked about back in the day he's like a monster from a horror movie like it right. didn't affect him and Caden's just blown away so Taker signals for the old goozle he hits a choke slam and then looks to Paul Bear one last time uh, and slashes his throat yeah. in the old Taker style and he gets Kane straight up and down for a stiff looking tombstone uh, <laughs> on, on his brother and does the classic pin, crosses the arms, sticks the tongue out, rolls yeah. his eyes back, gets the three count at a brisk seven minutes and <laughs> yeah. 47 seconds to pick up the win. And uh, JR's putting over that Taker is now 12-0 and 0 at WrestleMania. Yeah. Kane, you're going to have to pull this out of yourself somehow. Who's
the Undertaker is back. He is 12 and 0 at WrestleMania's an unparalleled record for the dead man. And what a return here at WrestleMania 20. As we get the classic Shakespeare pose to close things out and. Uh, we cut outside quickly to a exterior shot of the building with a hot dog vendor outside. And <laughs> might have been the one we went to after the Could show. Be. I don't know. Could have been the same one. Could. But that was, for what it was, and it was simple, exactly what it needed to yes. be, perfect storytelling uh, for what you wanted here. It gives the fans exactly what they want. Oh, yeah. I just wrote my notes like, it's it's this match was built on the story entertainment part of the sports entertainment. It wasn't the athletic thing. It wasn't the sports part. It's the... Sports entertainment part, and it was perfect. What it was supposed to be, great return for the dead man. He couldn't have returned against anybody else or done a better match. Yeah. It would have been stupid if he came out and just choke slammed Tombstone. Done. Like out, that'd have been kind of sucky. He needed to go a little bit longer. So, but yeah, he, Kane puts up less of a fight than uh, than Vince did. It was only Twelve minutes, <laughs> pretty close. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but uh, man, we were stoked. We were excited. It was fantastic, and uh, that wasn't in the real main event, but it's the main event here on Talking Taker episode one hundred. So fun stuff. It is, man. It's nice. fun to have this guy back. Uh, it's cool. It's the first rematch he has in the history of the streak. Yeah. So, against Kane. And uh, there's been a lot more WrestleMania rematches in recent years, but that was still pretty rare to see a match at WrestleMania for anybody uh, to have a rematch at that time. Mm-hmm. So, that was kind of felt like a big deal, but both guys had changed so much yeah. over the years, especially... Uh, it felt important. It felt like you could get away with doing something like that. It felt and fresh again. It did. Honestly. It did. And we're going to see that evolve, see the dead man evolve uh, as we continue on with this. Uh, and just to, we can close out talking about our trip too. Like I said, we left the arena just on an incredible high. We got mm-hmm. everything we wanted out of that show, sent, all, sent the fans home happy and uh, we were hungry, man. So we walked around <laughs> New York City at night, and what else After did you eat on the streets in New York City? But you get a hot dog or bratwurst or falafel. Did not get a falafel? Did you? I got some kind of some kind of sausage meat or that something. Was delicious. Some kind of hot dog. It was great. So because it was a five-hour show. Yeah, know? we started. Yeah, <laughs> it was a lot. And I think the guy was drunk. I'm pretty sure. Uh, like, some yeah. Irish guy. There were some Irish guys there, dude. They were drunk. You guys here from Mania? Yeah. Oh man, it was. Crazy. So, yeah, it was good stuff, man. Great experience. Haven't ever been back to New York, actually. Uh, yeah, I've never been back to New York City proper. No. no. no I'd like to go back. Uh, we, we kind of thought Mania 30 would be there, but you know, it wasn't. It was not. I don't think it ever will be again. So. I don't know. I don't know. It would be, be nice. I, I doubt it. But who knows? Uh, and like you were mentioning earlier, we were supposed to get up the next day and go to NYU for a college tour. We had it booked and scheduled. I guess we overslept, or maybe that was when we got lost on the train or walking around or something. We got there right as the tour was ending <laughs> of NYU. We ran into the group and saw it as they were closing out. Right, because we didn't. We wanted to be men of integrity. We wanted Absolutely. to actually go to NYU. We told our teacher we were, and that's where we were at. We didn't want to lie. And, and well, you had in. to bring back yeah, you like a like signed sign, sheet like of paper notarized that said you went form. on an official tour. Yeah. To make sure you had the excused absence. So, to do that, we approached him and explained 
our plight in our situation. That we were flying back. Yeah. And we were not going to be able to make... Or, no, I think we lied and said we were going to come back for the next tour later that afternoon. Yeah, we had some integrity. <laughs> we had intelligence and intensity, that's for sure. We did. And somehow they signed off on it. We got away with it. And everything was coming up roses for us on this tour as we traveled back to Augusta and got back. And, uh, man... Unforgettable, unbelievable. Yeah, absolutely. Can't believe we went where it all begins again. This podcast is going to begin again here after episode 100. Oh, man. Good stuff. Good times. Good to reminisce. Thank you guys for sticking with us for this episode and hearing about our experience. You know, some of you said they couldn't wait to get to hear this kind of stuff and us talk about it. So thanks for putting up with it because honestly, what much of a build? It was just special <laughs> effects for nine weeks. So. Uh, but good stuff. Well, it's fun to reminisce with you, Travis. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't have asked for anybody better to travel on that journey and fly to New York City with and, and experience that. Uh, it's crazy, man. I, I talked to my parents earlier today and asked, I tried to get them to answer some questions <laughs> about why the heck they sent me, uh, sent us to Atlanta <laughs> as, as teenagers. And um, maybe I'll throw that into the podcast here. I recorded their answers uh, real quick. <laughs> Uh, okay, so it's been almost 15 years now since you sent Travis and I to New York for WrestleMania. Do you remember doing that? Vaguely. <laughs> <laughs> I remember now what I remember is thinking, why did we do that? Well, do you remember me asking you for that or do you remember me talking about what gave you the idea to give me that as a birthday present i can neither confirm nor deny <laughs> that that occurred well it did occur when did i when do you first remember me talking about it or what made you think to to do that well i don't remember you talking about it exactly except that you loved wrestlemania that was your favorite wrestling event and uh, we were just trying to find something really special to do for your 18th birthday and thought oh wow wouldn't that be just a really cool thing to do and uh, just started looking into it found out we could get tickets and uh, just decided to go from there mm -hmm. so when did you Luke, Travis, and his family in on it. Well, we knew you did. You know, you couldn't go by yourself. You wouldn't want to go by yourself. And we thought it wouldn't be that cool for an 18-year-old to be going to WrestleMania with his mommy and daddy. So we thought Travis would be the perfect traveling companion. And I think I called his mom and talked to her about it and. She was surprisingly fine about it, too, so um, we just decided to do it. Did you have any reservations about sending us unsupervised to the middle of New York City no. for three days? No. No. Why not? If you didn't come back, you didn't come back. <laughs> Well, we had just been there recently, um, mm. fairly recently, and felt really safe there, surprisingly. We, I think we, before we went, we were 
we were kind of nervous about going there and, you know, just how you'd feel walking on the streets and that kind of stuff. But um, when, when we were there, we felt very safe and very comfortable. So we weren't too worried about it. We thought, you know, you would, we'd get you a place to stay that was close to uh, Madison Square Garden. And then, you know, you wouldn't have to be out. So how did you feel about it? How did, what do you remember about it? Well, I was very surprised. I think I had been talking about it for months as sort of a a joke or a idea, but I didn't think that was it would ever come true. You didn't think we'd pick up on that, huh? <laughs> well, I was just kind of joking, but then you actually did it. So I was not expecting it, very surprised by it and blown away by it. And just the, uh, yeah. Best trip probably never been on. Hmm. Uh, well, you know. <laughs> One of. <laughs> One of, for sure. But uh, another thing that we've talked about on here, so I, I'm not surprised that you didn't, weren't worried about us because you used to leave me in the grocery store just over in the magazine <laughs> aisle while you were grocery shopping just by myself for an hour reading wrestling magazines. Do you remember doing that? Oh, yeah. You weren't, was, so you, you weren't worried about me too much. I was a very lax mom. <laughs> well, it's a different time. It was. You wouldn't do that now. I would, would not do that now. Okay, good. Yeah. yeah. So there was a, you know, a time period when you were young, very mm-hmm. young, and I panicked if you got out of my sight mm-hmm. in a store, which happened on several occasions. Right. And then it got to the point when you were you know, a teenager, middle school age and teenager where, you know, you don't have to worry about them quite so much. You can leave them alone in the magazine aisle of the grocery store and uh, not worry about it. No, but, no. but yeah, I don't know. Thinking back, I don't know how we felt so at ease about, you know, sending an 18-year-old, two 18-year-olds off to New York by themselves to navigate the taxis and the Subway. All of that stuff. And we had a hard time finding a place for you to stay because of your age. You were supposed to be Mm. 21 or 25 or whatever to check in. And I had to call and talk to the manager and uh, arrange all of that beforehand and pay for it, you know, all beforehand so that all you guys had to do was just go and check in. I remember that. and having a hard time having to call a lot of places to be able to find a, a room for you. But. Well, it was a good place. We enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. It was fine. It was very small, but mm-hmm. it was everything, enough for what we needed. Everything in New York, I think, yes. hotel-wise is Times pretty Square. small. I mean, we were pretty much in Times Square, uh-huh. so that was, but it worked. Cool. It you, was good. Who won WrestleMania? Uh, well, The Undertaker won oh. his match, so right. that's what we're talking about okay. mainly. Do you uh, Were you a fan of The Undertaker? Was, um, there, was there anyone that you enjoyed when I made you suffer through things for wow. 18, 20 years? I liked the um, Ric Flair and Miss Elizabeth story. <laughs> <laughs> That was, that was probably my favorite. <laughs> that was like a soap opera. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> That's a good memory. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, I mean, I used to like Hulk mm-hmm. back in the day, and 
Uh, Undertaker, I wasn't, no, I wasn't that big of a fan (laughs) of The Undertaker. He was kind of creepy, and so was that little man that hung around with him. Paul Bearer. Yes, (laughs) he was creepy. Who was your favorite, Dad? Who did you just tell me was your favorite? Bushwhackers. The Bushwhackers. (laughs) Why did you like them? I don't know. Just something about He could identify with them Uh and impersonate them. Do you remember you took me to one, you went to one show with me? Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. You remember anything about it? No. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, thanks for putting up with all of my desires and action figures and all my weird obsessions. I'm sorry I kept watching it for so long, but somehow we're still here. I guess that turned out okay. So, I guess so. <laughs> thanks for the trip. You're welcome. <laughs> Happy birthday. Right, thanks. <laughs> but... Man, it's still crazy to me that it happened. Yeah. I still look back on it. I can't believe it. We were there for there at all, but there for right. such a special show. So that was awesome. Well, uh, son, seventeen asking you to go to New York with his best friend for anything. <laughs> I'm gonna say no. Yeah, I don't, I don't care. No, well, it's crazy. You can't go. So, well, I uh, got got something to commemorate the uh, the trip with you with. Charles. Oh, excellent! Something a little special for you. Something to go with our mugs here. Yeah. So. All right. This is for you. Oh, man. One of our favorite memories, so I just wanted you to... I'm opening up? Yeah, opening up the uh, Walmart bag. It's in... Oh, man. I don't think you have... I don't have these up. Pictures of us. Thank you. At MSG in the arena, man. In front of the WWE WrestleMania sold-out sign. And, uh, yeah, a picture of us from looking at the ring in the background. So, awesome. Thanks, man. 15 years ago, man. Yeah, that's awesome. Thank you, buddy. I appreciate that. Thank you for going on it with us, and and thank you everybody for listening for a hundred episodes now. I guess just to commemorate yeah. that as well. That we yeah, made. man, we made it. <laughs> Unbelievable. Man. It's only two thousand four. <laughs> some days, some days I just want to throw in the towel. But most of the time, it's been really fun, uh, and it's great to do it in person, yeah. not over Skype. And, just a special thanks to all the listeners out there. We're going to come back next week, of course. Keep rolling, rolling, rolling on to the last ride as we cover The Undertaker at Judgment Day 2004 against Booker T. <laughs> Bookman. <laughs> yeah. That was a fun match last time. Yeah, it uh, was. No Mercy 2001, One, I think is maybe. what it was. Yeah. That was a fun one. So it'll be cool to see what's going on with that here changed. and how we get to that story. Because he's a babyface on this pay-per-view. I don't know when things change. Um, but, yeah, we'll talk about that next week. But uh, just a few shout-outs this week. Uh, we asked just for your memories of the show um, and of our show on Twitter. And uh, the Bottom Line Wrestling Cast, you guys said congrats to us. Um, said after listening to your first ten episodes, I was inspired to start a new podcast. And that's how we came along. So thank you. So that's awesome to hear, guys. Uh, we're fans of yours, and uh, we appreciate um, what you guys do out there. And hope everyone who listens to us listens to you guys. And it's been fun. That's been the coolest part of this, uh, my man, is going oh, yeah. back and uh, seeing, uh, seeing, or meeting new people and discovering that and, and finding out um, 
finding other fans. You know, oh, yeah. Because we know wrestling fans, but to find people across the world. Yeah, uh, across the world, across the pond. interact with them. All That's over the place. Fun. It has been. Yeah, some of you guys are raging raging Undertaker fans like he's your bigger than us oh yeah way bigger than I mean you guys were there from day one you know we've been completely honest from from day one about our Taker fandom and how it's actually grown and with all this but but yeah some of you guys like uh yeah just you guys are crazy rabbit fans we appreciate (laughs) it you know what you know who you are he's like your uh you know your your Facebook page guy and all this kind of stuff and on Twitter so yeah we we love having you guys listen and be a part of this and interact with us and uh, watch along, listen along, and we just appreciate it because we wouldn't, we'd probably still do it if we had nobody listening, but it helps to have people listening. It does. And interact with you guys. We hope to do your fandom service and Undertaker yeah. service. Speaking of watch along, watch along wrestling. Uh, he is at Watch Wrestle Pod on Twitter. He uh, actually, you can go back on his YouTube channel and hear me talking a little bit about our trip mm-hmm. to WrestleMania. I saved some stuff uh, for our episode, didn't say everything on there, but I had a fun conversation with him. He said, Congratulations on 100 episodes. So excited to hear more about your guys' trip. You guys rock. Hashtag Take Her Easy. So thanks again for your support, and encourage everybody to go check out his stuff. He does a lot of a lot of stuff on the current product, uh, watch along stuff uh, on YouTube. So go check him out. And then of course our boy Randy Turco at Pokey's Little Dog on Twitter. I think he summed it up perfectly, man. He said, "Your show has stirred up Taker talk, inspired other podcasts, produced merch." I got Met Taker with your logo on. You charitably sent a gift to my newborn, and you've provided weekly entertainment for fans globally. So congrats on 100 episodes. Now you guys can have syndicated reruns. <laughs> oh, thanks, man. Exactly. <laughs> thanks, Randy. Yeah, we can now. <laughs> but that's very nice. That's very sweet of you, very touching of you to say. Uh, it's been a blast, man. We're only, uh, I guess we're like halfway there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know if we're halfway there. We're part of the way there. Yeah. Thanks, yeah. 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 Stop wrestling. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, Maybe we will catch up, literally, one day. One day. <laughs> At this point, it seems like it. Yeah. We're yeah. going to stick it out, man. We're going to keep oh, going yeah. this. Oh, yeah. Keep on rolling. There's a lot of fun stuff to look forward to as well. I think, I don't even know if he's at his peak of his career. I don't mm-hmm. know if you would even say. No. Um, so, yeah, looking forward to getting into some of the 2007 and 8 and 9 stuff. Some really yeah. fun matches to look forward to. I'm kind of looking forward to 2004 because, honestly, I quit watching SmackDown. Yeah. I hate JBL so much that I quit watching SmackDown. I'll read the recaps. I watch a clip here too, but uh, I yeah, couldn't care about SmackDown. I hated JBL, so I'm interested to see some of his Taker stuff because he has a lot of stuff going on there. So I haven't seen a lot of these matches we're going to cover here. No. Before, so it'll be neat. Like you said, you didn't have cable. so I didn't have cable for parts of this run. We quit watching after Chris Benoit died. We both did for about a year, so there's some of yes, those matches and stuff, and stuff we haven't seen. And I, you know, we both couldn't afford to buy pay per views all the nope. time, even when we were fans. Mm-hmm. So. You know, some of it we've seen on DVD, but a lot of this, a lot of the smaller like bragging rights and shows like that, yeah, I've never seen. Mm-hmm. Some Taker matches on stuff like that will be fresh. Yeah. Uh, so I'm looking forward to this next run of the Dead Man and uh, looking at it with fresh eyes as well. Absolutely. So to all our fans out there, we thank you. It's 
know, a small but loyal and growing audience out there on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Talking Taker. If this is your first time listening, we thank you and we encourage you to check out all our archives as we go through the first 14 years of Undertaker's career and his first hundred or so pay-per-view matches. Uh, we're gonna, we've got a lot to get to, man. We're, we're right. We'd like to throw out some bonus episodes as well and swing back around to some of the stuff we didn't cover, like those Royal Rumble matches. Uh, we have, we've been trying to hit this 100 mark perfectly with this WrestleMania 20, um, but we've got some, now we've got some flexibility now. Uh, yeah. We've got some ideas for some other stuff to throw in there. Maybe, maybe another Coliseum video, maybe some hidden gems on the WWE Network, kind of break us up between the pay-per-view builds. We could always do that, Travis, but we're going to continue exploring The Undertaker's career uh, until we have exhausted it. So subscribe on all the different podcasting services, YouTube, Podbean, Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, wherever you listen to it, hit us up on there. Leave a rating and subscription and help support the show. And if you really enjoy it and love us, head over to tpublic.com and search for Talking Taker. And you can put on one of these fine shirts that we've got on today. So represent and spread the word. Spread the love to your fellow wrestling fans because it's not just about Undertaker. That's right. the fun part yeah. about it. We're talking about the history of wrestling and our fan, what it was like to be a fan. Yeah. That's uh, a very specific thing that hopefully you guys can enjoy out there. And, um, man, it's just special. It's been fun and mm-hmm. it's been cool that anybody listens to it. Um, exactly. So we, each and every one of you. There's a lot of you out there that comment all the time and uh, that we, you know, not enough time to name off everybody and I don't want to forget anybody, but we see every single one of you uh, on all the different sites and uh, anytime you leave a thumbs up or say something about your journey, it's cool to interact with you. Oh yeah, absolutely. And uh, I was being a heel earlier when I said we don't care if you were there. We do care. <laughs> if you were there, yeah, please let us know. If you were at MSG with us, we want to know, what was your experience? Did you um, miss the uh, subway? Did you ride around for two and a half hours on the subway? Did you go to NYU? Did you skip school for NYU? Whatever. What, we, what are your <laughs> memories of this show if you were there live? We want to know. Or if you weren't even. What, what, yeah, what are your memories? Watching it live. Watching it live. Yeah, because we obviously didn't get to watch it until it came out on DVD. Yeah. You know? well, we had to wait. Which I got. Two and a half months. Man. Oh, yeah, we it's did. It's a great DVD. We had to wait two or three months later to get it on DVD, and then we could finally go back and watch our experience. Oh, yeah. It took five hours to watch, so... Um, yeah, if you were there at MSG, please let us know. Thanks for sticking with us for 100 episodes. Here's to 100 or so more. Thanks to our wives and children yeah. and families for putting up with this little experiment that yeah. became a lot more work intensive <laughs> than when we first started it. <laughs> we appreciate yeah. not, none of you are listening, but nope. just, uh, just none of you. We'll, we'll tell you thanks in person Exactly uh, for that. But seriously, they put up with a lot from us, so... Thanks for them uh, for letting us have this little playtime. Absolutely. <laughs> that being said, for our wives and my children and our fans and everybody out there, we just got two words for you. Take her easy. Don't still look at yeah. oh. well, where are the noises coming from down here? Freakish noises right over there. Right there, that door? Yes. I hope Coach finds Undertaker. Listen to that. Put the pins out of there. My goodness, the nerve pins. Coach. Coach. Mean Gene? Yes. Mean Gene, open the door.
Yes. What are you doing? Uh, for, well, uh, th th I'm here for the Hall of Fame ceremony tonight. You no, know that. No, 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 no. What are you doing in there, Jim? Well, I've been checking out the pipes. You know, this is Madison Square Garden. We're down in the bowels. Oh, pipes. Yeah. Bob, Bob the Brain Heenan. Hey, how you been? Wait a second. You, you, you two were just in there. No, it's not what you think. Him and I. No, we were... Guys, I heard you. We were playing cards. Yeah. Poker. Poker. Yeah, poker. poker. We were poker. playing poker. He was poker. dealing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if that's the case, I... I think I heard other voices in there, guys. I want to know what's going on in there. I want to know right okay. now. Nothing yeah, in there. Go no. No. Oh, oh, oh. Ah! Lula, hey, what a small world. Hey. I can't believe it. Hey, hey. Hey, nice seeing you. How are you doing there? Oh, oh, my goodness. No, no. she's going to be carrying here. my puppy. No, they're perfect. They're perfect. Oh, 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 oh,